just feel like I'm excited and I feel relaxed and I'm ready to party with the best of them and I'm gonna go down to the river. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of In the Movies with Tish and Juliana. I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And today we're talking about Bridesmaids. Yay! <laughs> the movie, not just I'm, Bridesmaids in general. Yes. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> We've decided not to talk about movies today. Just what it's like Our to... Our friend's getting married. We're going to be bridesmaids. We really need to discuss this <laughs> to with you. To discuss this. No. Uh, hopefully it's not like the movie. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. Talking about bridesmaids, and then we're going to talk about women in the film industry. Yes. Um, a very important subject. And very near and dear to our hearts. Because we are women. And we like films. interested in the film industry. Yes. So. We have lots of statistics for you. <laughs> Bear with us, though. We're going to discuss them all. We're not just going to shout everything at you. I'm just going <laughs> to... We're going to try not to shout everything. I'm going to say numbers out loud, and Julianne and I will yell about them <laughs> for five minutes. Kind of. Yeah. It's pretty... Yeah. We'll get there. Um, so... We're going to start by being humans, having a conversation, <laughs> instead of just telling you about movies. Like, uh, Juliana, what movies have you watched lately? <laughs> or TV? Why? Thanks for asking, <laughs> Tish. We're so natural. Um, I was just telling Tish, actually, um, the Stanley Cup playoffs are that on. That doesn't count! At the moment, I'm only mentioning it because it has taken up a lot of my movie time. <laughs> so I have watched not a lot of movies. Lately. Um, I watched Chinatown the other night when I couldn't fall asleep. Is that, like, one of your favorites you watch all the time? Uh, no, it was just, I don't know. I, I own it, and it was in my, I hadn't seen it in a while. Jack Nicholson, early Jack Nicholson. And I like old movies, especially for some reason, like, late at night. I don't know why, but, like, I'm more likely to watch an older film if it's, like, two in the morning. So, um, and other than that, I've been watching Daredevil on Netflix. I know it's not a movie, but it helps wash away the terrible Ben Affleck movie right out of your mind. <laughs> so I appreciate that aspect. What have you watched lately? Uh, well, the Anything? other day, uh, of course. <laughs> um, the other day I watched two Japanese movies, animated Japanese movies. Does that make them anime? I'm never sure if I'm I, being stereotypical I, saying if it's Japanese and animated, it's anime. I don't know. The classification. Someday we'll learn about anime and do a podcast for that. Um, anyway, Wolf Children okay. and A Letter to Momo. I, were you they familiar good? familiar with any of them? No, were they good? Yes, they're very good. Both good? Um, I really like, again, I'm like generalizing and probably offending someone, but like those, <laughs> like Studio Ghibli, Miyazaki, like yeah, animated Japanese movies, I always really enjoy I them. I always enjoy them too. Oh, yeah. very like generally kind of similar, like a young girl heroine moves to a new town something's weird um <laughs> wolf children is um interesting um a woman like falls in love with like a werewolf kind of dude and they have kids but then he dies and she's raising these two kids that kind of change back and forth all the time but it's anime so they're kind of cute <laughs> it's not like scary wolf um like they easily transition back and forth and she like moves up to the country so they can be kind of free and it's kind of about the kids it's from the mother's perspective, but the daughter is kind of narrating. Um, and it's about, like, them choosing between their wolf side and their human side. And cool. And this single mother dealing with it. Um, and that was really good. And A Letter to Momo is more like um, like the Miyazaki movies. It's a young girl heroine. 
um, three, she moves to a new town, like a small town from Tokyo, because her father died, and their three goblins show up, and they're all physically and personality very different and cute and weird and strange. Who doesn't love goblins? Yeah. (laughs) To um, begin with. They're, like, sent there to look after her, and she's not supposed to know about them, but she does, and it's, it's about, like, grieving her father and, like, trying to make new friends, and these funny little goblins. (laughs) Actually, they're kind of big, and there's one little... Anyway. If you like any, like, Studio Ghibli, those kind of movies, I would recommend these two as well. Cool. Um, what about what's coming up next? Trailers that we've seen? Oh, I think we've seen a lot of the same trailers because they're the big ones that are out. Yeah, so let's talk about some of the, like, geeky, nerdy ones that are out. Yeah. We've got Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Thoughts? Um, Quick thoughts? I don't know how I feel even, like, when I heard the movie was coming out, I wasn't a person that was like, yeah! So excited for Batman v Superman. <laughs> I was just, but like, I see all of those movies, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll see it. I yeah, don't know. The, I'll see the it. The trailer looked fine. I like that it was, um, it was like a few years after the Superman thing happened, and they were saying, like, false god, like, they were like, yeah, I appreciate it. Be? That idea of it and that, that thought process of like, Superman's how like we the, feel about superheroes. All American, super nice Superman. Yeah, but actually, written but, by a Canadian. Awesome. Played yeah. by a British man. Yep. <laughs> so we're all over the map here. Awesome. But yeah, I like that kind of look that they're taking. It. Like, mm. if this really happened in our world, we would probably be like, think that he's a bad guy. Yeah. Well, it's going along also with like the darker look at. Oh yeah, superhero. DC is going completely dark, Movies. no jokes allowed, and Marvel is taking the comedy route. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I'll, I know I'm going to see it. So oh, yeah, I'll see it. I'm just not rushing to the theater. You saw the Jurassic World trailer? I saw the first, like, little teaser trailer. I haven't seen the new trailer. I saw the new one because I was watching Geek and Sundry <laughs> okay. stream. Yeah. Shout out. We sh- love you, Geek and uh, Sundry. Geek and Sundry. Yeah. And there's a show where they do, um, I think it's called Superhero News, and they watch, like, okay. all the new trailers and talk about stuff like that. And uh, so I kind of watched it through the stream. Um, it's just, like, more of the dinosaurs and Isn't stuff. Isn't it and just going to be, like, the same movie as Jurassic Park? I, I um, just don't understand why I need a second one. Yeah, it's the same, I think, but they're trying to just make it bigger and more dramatic because they've genetically created Are they like, a new oh, dinosaur. Look, even... we have new special effects. We should redo Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the comments <laughs> was like, where are the practical effects? I miss those because everything's fucking CG. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a good time. Again, I'll, I'll probably see it. Chris Pratt is good. Who doesn't love Chris Pratt? Yeah. He's going to bring some comedy. He's going to bring Chris Pratt to it. Yeah. But there's going to be, like, big, fun dinosaur stuff, so I'm into it. That's cool. I'm not so into Ant-Man. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think about Ant-Man? Well, <laughs> Ant-Man's hard to take seriously just on the premise of it being a man who shrinks to an ant. I mean, we're not comic book readers. I think it's, like... I, or at least I'm not. I don't think you're a big comic book reader. Only comic books I've read are the Scott Pilgrim. Okay. So I'm but not like, a superhero comic mm, book reader, no. Um, Love the movies. Yeah, you and I are, are superhero movie watchers. Yeah. And so Ant-Man is hard for me to like wrap my head around a little bit. I do like that like in the preview, they're at least acknowledging it's how making... ridiculous Ant-Man is as a concept. That makes yeah. me that makes I me a little bit that. more on their side because I'm like, okay, you understand that this sounds ridiculous. Yeah, if they were trying to be really serious about a man that shrinks down to the size of an ant, like that's a really badass power, I would be like, 
No. Well, I'm like, it's, it's Paul not. Rudd. So they yeah, chose somebody who's going to be kind of like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's Marvel. So like we said, Marvel's incorporating the comedy. Yeah. Um, again, I'll see it. I know. But I'm not like, yay, <laughs> Shocking. Ant-Man. And I'll just... <laughs> I'll see anything. We'll watch Marvel. anything. <laughs> so. Um, and then the last one we both saw was the new Star Wars Force Awakens preview. Again, I think I just saw that on uh, Geek and Sundry. Oh, did you? I saw, like, maybe the first little teaser. Maybe that I think I I saw the first one on Nerdist News, and I saw the (laughs) August one on uh, Geek and Sundry. Um, I don't know. I'm not crazy about Star Wars, but it looks like cool Star Wars stuff. I don't know. I always really loved the first three. I really like sci-fi and stuff, and Mm. I'm like everyone else in the world who loved the original three, and... (laughs) When the new three came out, we were like, uh, what the okay. hell just happened? My but... argument about that is, for me, I was, the new one, episode one, came out in 1999. Yeah. I was nine. Yeah. Uh, so at that age, like, I'm sure I had seen the old ones before at some point, but this whole Star Wars thing happened, like, with episode one. So all the movies, to me, Star Wars, are just all together in my mind. I didn't, I'm not yeah. old enough to have seen the first three and then have this time gap and have an opinion about the next three it's interesting because i'm not that much older than no you're not (laughs) i'm a year older than you but for me like i grew up maybe it was just my household like we had the original three we had the box set i watched them from a very young age a lot and so for me it was like those were the three and then the new three came out i don't think i hate them as much as like people who like went and saw them in theaters old people really yeah like old people But I don't, I just didn't, I didn't like them, I guess, that much. And I, like, really, even as a kid, I enjoyed the original ones. So I, guess I think I'm just, just generally neutral it. about all of them together. It's That's just like, fair. they're an adventure. I like the new ones because um, Queen Amidala had cool outfits. <laughs> I mostly remember uh, episode one merch okay. of that time in That's my life. Fair. That was pretty big. And I literally have Star Wars Episode One Monopoly in my board game collection <laughs> that I stole back from my brother that he had at that time. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I had Queen of Medellin it looked, stuff. It looked interesting. All I could think of was when I was going into the preview, I know it's J.J. Abrams, and I was like, how much lens, lens, fl- <laughs> lens flare will he use in this movie? That's all I could think of. <laughs> well, I mean, some of those planets have more than one sun, right? I like, know. Lots of lens flare opportunity. opportunity for lens flare. Okay, I'm glad that we're both on <laughs> the same page with that. Again, I'm not crazy about Star Wars, but I don't think there's any lens flare though in the trailer. I don't know. I'm gonna see it though. I like that he is using it. practical effects for the mm-hmm. aliens and stuff. That looks really cool. That and robot the, that's a circle that rolls around BB something. And the little like uh, the the hint of um, Han and Chewie at the end was just a little cute. Chewy, we're home. Uh, everyone broke down crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I could do a chewy noise. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, so yeah. those are some of the geeky movies we're yeah. vaguely looking forward vaguely to. looking forward to. Woo-hoo. They're yeah. happening and we're okay with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not super excited about any of those, I have to admit. We're just What are we excited about? I don't know. Avengers. Avengers is coming out soon now. We're so. recording this like a week before this will be up, so I think Avengers will be out by the time okay. you're listening to and this. We're excited about it. We probably it. would have seen it by then, but right now we're just excited to see it. Yeah. That I will go see like opening weekend. I'm yeah, me that. too. Um, and I mentioned before like the first episode of Mad Max is sometimes Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can uh, go. I mentioned range. Avengers, so <laughs> I'm yeah. still excited. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the movies like 
do I need to see this in theaters? Because I am broke as fuck right now. (laughs) I have a gift card that I'll use for Avengers, but then I might have to wait it out until I can pirate them. I mean, what? I don't do that. (laughs) What? Purchase them legally? Yes. That's what I heard. That's what I'll do. (laughs) Save up my money that I don't have and purchase them legally. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Any movie news in the... Only thing I could think of was um, people are talking about Beauty and the Beast. Disney is doing live action. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Disney's that's just the, doing that's the hot thing right now, right? Just, yeah, Maleficent, Cinderella, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast. They're just going to do live action. But I guess like Maleficent, movies. Cinderella both got also like decent reviews and good good mm-hmm. uh, box office Cinderella ratings. Yet. So neither have I. But I, I enjoyed Maleficent. So. Yeah. So yeah, Emma Watson is going to be Belle. I like her. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. Um, I like and that. I just heard Ewan McGregor is going to be Lumiere. Interesting. I had not heard that until you told me. Mm. I don't know how they're doing. I guess it would be CGI, all the stuff hanging around. I don't know. I have it's no so, idea. It's so, like, I don't know cartoonish with all these inanimate objects being, being alive. Yeah. How silly is that? Personified. I don't, I don't know action. how they're doing it. I guess we'll have to just wait and see. Interesting. Interesting. All right, let's get into it. Yes. Today we're discussing Bridesmaids. The movie. The movie. <laughs> Not people. Uh, 2011, directed by Paul Feig. Yep. Which... He does cool stuff, actually. So. Yeah, he did The Heat. He's doing the new Ghostbusters, which yep. we're going to talk about later. Also, I recognized him. <laughs> you were so excited. I had recognized him before. It's like, do I know something that he was in or does he just look like someone and I scrolled down his IMDb actor credits he was Mr. Poole from Sabrina the Teenage Witch <laughs> I'm just so glad I recognize him now it's just been so long I, since I even thought about Sabrina the Teenage Witch oh I've Witch. rewatched it probably in the last couple of years I haven't it's like oh Mr. Poole's making like <laughs> good female movies way to go Mr. Poole yay thank you <laughs> And written by Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo. That's a fun name. Good job, ladies. Good job. Everyone knows who Kristen Wiig is. But yes. Annie Mumolo, you'll see her in the movie. Yep. In the Airplane. Nervous Woman on the Plane. She plays the Nervous Woman on the Plane. Yeah. And um, they're very good. I think they're, like, really good friends. And they're, like, I think, yeah, they're, they're like, like, writing the, partners. Yeah. Like. It's escaping my brain. Other thing that she's written. But I've seen her in... Um, this is 40. Mm-hmm. So she's part of that, like, kind of Apatow crew, I yep. think. She's, she's in there. She's <sighs> in that group. Yeah, so what do what do you want to talk about about this movie? We're assuming... <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't mention. We're oh, assuming yeah. that when you listen to these podcasts, you've seen the movie in the title That episode. we're discussing. Because there's going to be spoilers. Yeah, we... we have no issue We're getting into ruining it. the movie for you. We won't spoil movies that we use as examples. We'll do our best not to do that, but the mm. the main focus of the podcast, whatever movie that is, we're... This isn't a review there's of, like, no, a new Yeah, it's like, there's no, there's no point that's going to be, like, off limits, so you can't give away the ending. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen it, um, stop now, it. go watch it, and then come back what and the listen to us. Doing? Go watch this. <laughs> You've seen it. Okay. So, we don't need to discuss the plot. Everyone knows what's going no, on. No, we're not so, going to do that. Uh, what do you want to talk about, then? Um, so, uh, interesting film, first of all, written by women, happens not very often. Written by two women. Two huh? women. And there are also... And producers and stuff. As well. Yeah, and um, the six 
six lead roles, I guess, mm-hmm. are, I guess there's, um, are all women playing Yay. these aforementioned bridesmaids. And, um, and it's not just important that women are playing main roles. It's also important that the film focuses on the relationships mm-hmm. between them. And I like that, like, um, Kristen and Annie wrote it and they're like friends and then it's about friends and then Kristen and Maya played it and they're friends. I'm like, yay, yay. let's, it seems like a huge women love Women helping women <laughs> doing movies. <laughs> be our theme song. <laughs> um, so I thought that was really good. And I think you can definitely see the difference in terms of the characters, like the the female characters that are written in this movie, and that you can tell they're written by women and not written by men. They're not afraid to, like, make fun of themselves and be disgusting. They're gross in this. They're There's gross. Point they're in... hilarious. Guess what? Yeah. Ugh. Men would not do that because they don't see women as that. They want women to just be the sexual objects. Exactly. And women are like, let's shit in the street in a wedding dress. <laughs> well, I'm like, let's be honest. Women are gross sometimes. We're all people. We, we, we do all the things that, you Girls know. fart. I'm just saying it we, right here. It's true. It's true. It happens. It's, Hopefully you don't shit in the street, but your girlfriend has never farted, it's because she's just not doing it in front of you. <laughs> Do not believe for a second that women have different intestinal working <laughs> workings. Um, and I think that that's so good. It shows women being kind of like ugly and kind of, you know. Not how men want to see Yeah. It. Sorry, we're really male bashing, but you'll see when we get to all the statistics that we're talking it's about. Not, we're in that I mood. don't have anything against men. I'm just saying. It's the patriarchy. It's nice to see women <laughs> represented as real women, written by women. It's mm-hmm. it, like it, all kinds of women, like single women, married with kids, newly married, different that's the, lives. That's the thing. The six of them come from like a broad spectrum of mm-hmm. women. It's not like the same and that's another thing that I think is different because it's not the same female character or just an archetypal female character written like six different times yeah. it's they're really different women and it's a long movie for comedy mm-hmm. um, and I think part of that's because they have really good actual character development through the film it's as not well. just a cheap comedy there is a lot yeah. of guts to it so. I read something that was like <laughs> the reason it's okay that's long is because it's a comedy but they're not knocking the characters down they're building them up yeah. And I thought that was such an interesting. Also, we're like, God damn it, we get to make a movie by women for women. It's gonna be long as possible. <laughs> yeah, many hours as possible that we can get in the theaters for people. Yeah, watching. so I really, I, yeah. woohoo! Um, and I think it's a film that proves that women are funny. But that's such a big stereotype. Like I women know. can't be funny; only oh men are God. funny. And I think part of that's because what women are. It's like women can't be, name anything, and some men, man, society has said it at some point that women can't be it. Yeah. So, comedy is just one of them. Yeah. Women aren't as good as men at, name anything. Name anything, it's been said. I know. I agree. this, around this time, it was comedy. And I love that it, it really was just like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Because this was such a huge film, and it made a lot of money, and men saw it, and women saw it, and... You know, it wasn't just, like, women were, like, it was funny. Like, everyone knows that this movie is funny. Oh, yeah. And it I, reminds me of, yeah. um, like, Mean Girls. Totally yeah. girl-centric. Yeah. Everyone loves that and quotes that and knows yeah. that off their heart. So, like, and it makes me proud to be a girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the men are important in the film. There's the two men are important, mm-hmm. but, like lesser importance than the women. And like just within, How does that feel, man? Within the women's lives, 
even though we're talking about a wedding, you know, bridesmaids and wedding, it her man is not the most important thing in her life right now. Yeah. It's her lady. Exactly. Well, you barely even see the groom. I don't think he even speaks. Like, the, you know, and I, <laughs> of course, Annie's the main main character and you mm-hmm. see the men in her life and you see quite a, a difference between the two men and John Hamm's hot and stuff so it's great but <laughs> I don't know I just they've seen the movie Julianne and they know he's hot <laughs> <laughs> they know he's hot he is but Chris O'Dowd's so cute <laughs> like oh my gosh you're gonna do a baking day how fun That's is that <laughs> Especially for people like us who bake all the time. I'm like, I would die. I would be like, yeah. So good news. Sweetest thing. The Dowd character. Whose name I'm forgetting at the moment. Rhodes. Rhodes. I don't remember his first name. I think that's just all he's known as in the movie. Paul or something? Quaring? Anyway. So basically, yeah. I just think it's great (laughs) that it finally shows women in a much truer light. In my opinion. Yeah. Girl power. Woo. <laughs> um, I feel like I need to talk about the baking in the movie now, because I totally yeah. forgot about that. Oh, did you? I totally, yeah, like I didn't write that down. part. Yeah. Especially because, like, that's how we met, so. Yeah. <laughs> I love story. I love story. Oh, baking. <laughs> but yeah, I love that she's, that's another thing I can relate to in the movie, is that she worked at a bakery and, like, yep. it closed down or whatever. I mean, not exactly my story, but, um... I was a cake decorator. It's now past tense when I first saw this movie. It was present tense. tense. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, when she makes like that little cupcake, which we agreed was okay. ridiculous. Yeah. This is just a little... We're going to take a moment for this. She, she makes one cupcake. A little moment for baking realism. It is so nearly upsetting. impossible to make a recipe that small. You, you can can't a, a measure like the baking soda and stuff yeah. for one serving. <laughs> a recipe usually makes like 24 cupcakes. Yeah. And it has like a teaspoon of baking soda in that stuff. Divide that by 24. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It's that's so. It's a, almost it's, the same amount of work getting out the ingredients, mixing them together to, for one cupcake. For one you cupcake. Make, you're going to make 24. It was just like a weird. I mean, I get the meaning of it, how it's just one cupcake for one woman. But it's so unrealistic. It's so that's silly. not how people bake. No. I get like. The decorating thing, like she wanted to get out her stuff and like make a flower and stuff. Like I totally get yeah, that. Yeah, but you'd still like, then you'd have one decorated cupcake and twenty three undecorated cupcakes. Or just don't make a cupcake and just get out your gum paste and make some flowers. Yeah, that's also, fun too. But people that I don't know would be all like, "But why then? Why isn't it on a cupcake?" Because it doesn't have to be okay. You I guys, know. But I'm just saying they like, don't understand. They what don't. I'm talking they don't about. understand. Gum paste mm. is. <laughs> I'll save that for my baking podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. upsetting. The baking. <laughs> and then when he, like, wants to bake with her, it was a little, like, she said she didn't want to do that anymore, and he was trying to be encouraging, but also, like, she said she doesn't want to do that. Don't Don't make her it. do that. But you also, if some guy did that for me, I'd be like, oh my god, we're gonna bake! I know! I would, my I, rea- I don't even know. I'd probably just be like, you're not real, you're I'd a fictional like, character. I don't know any recipes, and then I'd be like, oh, look it up on my phone. I know, she's like, well, I don't, you know. Imagine the fun things. I'd be, ugh. I, I think that sounds that. like a perfect cute date. Date! <laughs> a time to If any guys are listening to this, perfect date. Come over date. for a baking date. Okay, well, I was just going to say that's a good idea for a date. I wasn't going to invite them over to your place. (laughs) (laughs) 
Two and- women found murdered in an apartment. <laughs> they don't know where we are. <sighs> to any men potentially dating us in the future, keep Baking. that in mind. Yep. <laughs> Okay. This podcast took a very drastic turn. We're all over the place today. <laughs> okay. You want um, to talk about perspectives. I want to talk about a little bit thing Which called I perspective. was very smart of you. Thank you. I am very smart. You're welcome. <laughs> so I thought of this because uh, we actually watched this movie together. Yes, we did. Obviously, we'd seen it before, but yeah, we decided we to watch it together. Yeah, we watched it together. Because we... Good fun. In, we like each other, and we like watching movies. Yeah, it so was fun. we do it together. And as we were watching it, we said a lot, oh my god, Helen is such a bitch. And then yeah. it got me thinking about this whole, like, stereotype thing in our culture of, like, women always being in competition. Yep. And always feeling that they have to compete for men's affections or jobs or just being the one and only woman in the world because yep. there's not room for a lot of them. So, and obviously that is a bad thing. And we're always trying to, a lot of women are always saying, don't be like this. You know, we need to support each other and lift each other up, which this movie is a great example of the characters and the actual making of the movie. Yes. Um, so I wanted to think about, like, why are we, aside from the fact that we have that ingrained in us to, like, hate women <laughs> and this jealousy. Oh, it's, um, it's so bad. But why is this, like, why is it in this movie, this really, like, kind of female empowerment movie, why is it in there? And I realized, um something about this movie and all movies is that every movie or book story uh, has a perspective from one of the characters, whether it's like written in first person really or not, there's still your main character who you're seeing the world from their point of view. And in this movie, it's Annie. She's in every scene. We don't see anything that's not her life. Um, so we can assume that the movie is from her perspective. So, um, when Helen says, like, snide little comments and stuff, and then Annie's like, oh my god, well, like, thinking she's such a bitch, and I was so rude, think of it like if Annie was telling this story of, like, or telling her friend at the end of the day, this is what happened. She would exaggerate certain things, she would read into things. Oh my god, guess what this bitch said to me earlier. Because (laughs) she's in such a bad place in her life, that's what she's doing. Like, for example, um, okay, on the plane... Helen is giving her, like, the drugs and the alcohol to calm her down, and she says something like, you know, I do this all the time, and, like, I'm much thinner than you, and it's fine, so, like, something that she throws that in, right? And that's the kind of thing that Annie would read into that, but she probably just said something like, oh, I take this all the time, and I'm fine, so you should be fine. Mm -hmm. But Annie was like, she's saying that, like, she's thinner than me, or whatever. She's more beautiful. Like, that's immediately, yeah, what you go for. Yeah. And, um, so that's just an example of, like, her perspective. She's changing things and like when she first sees Helen she's so glamorous and beautiful like that's because Annie's feeling like a piece of shit in her life in well, life's not going great to she's be fair broke. she knows she doesn't have as much money she walks into this amazing house or yeah. country club or whatever and she's like holy fuck like I do not belong in this world and then she sees beautiful women who let's face it even though I try not to be judgmental and competitive with women if my best friend was like here's my new best friend I would, I would be so I jealous. would go home and cry and that she's night beautiful it would be and rich awful. and like graceful and just like fucking perfect and yeah. my best friend like thinks the world of her I'd be like oh my god she's replacing me with like a better version of me <laughs> I can totally understand that Annie so yeah her point of view is very easy to understand we've all had that relationship with other women Absolutely. We know it's toxic, but, like, let's yeah. try to work on that. But, um, like you were saying how, uh, the movie portrays women, like, real women, all kinds of women. This is a very, like, real perspective that women yeah. have. 
Unfortunately, it's not, by the end it's of, not a healthy one, but it's very no, real. No, we have to be real. Yeah, we have to be realistic. And yeah. then by the end, they do kind of make up. And yeah, they stuff. find. And a... it's because Annie makes up with her best friend. She's in a get, starting to get in a better place in her life where she can be friends with Helen. Yeah. Just Annie's she has more confidence in herself. I feel like once she deals with she her stuff with Lillian yeah. and. <laughs> heads out of the picture and that sort of thing because I mean like I think that's a lot of it is Annie's in such a bad place in her life especially like the business closing down would be like so hard and her boyfriend to deal with her and her boyfriend of that exactly and like I can't imagine like her self-esteem issues and like that sort of stuff that's going on mm-hmm. at that moment and having living with these two crazy people and doing this job that you hate and that you're you know what I mean your yeah. your skills aren't being used and stuff and then your and best friend is getting your best friend is getting life. yeah and and here's this woman i would just be like well fuck it like <laughs> i lose at life. i lose i lose another I'm thing loser. that i lose at yeah um it would be uh i wouldn't deal with it very well <laughs> no that's when they compete for the speech that is just again ridiculous and hilarious exaggerated for comedy yeah but something slightly something... like that would happen or yeah. when it would is it megan the character's name who mistakes all these men McCarthy's? for her partner she's like oh i'm sorry this is your husband. yeah like, no it's just a man standing next to me oh god forbid a woman Awkward. a woman single woman you know a certain age you know yeah. what they're up to ridiculous all right so um yeah thinking about perspective um listeners i will challenge you to uh consider <laughs> the perspective or point of view of the movies you watch and think there may be more than one if there's a couple main characters or a couple of different stories going on. Um, and just when you're probably re-watching a movie you already like and you can consider these kind of things, um, just think about like what is exaggerated or left out uh, because it's from this character's perspective. And what would it be like if this other character was telling the same story from their perspective? It's an interesting way to think about stories Definitely. in general. Well, like... You were saying this, like, and imagine this story from Helen's perspective. Yeah, she's just... <laughs> I, I don't know. I imagine a woman who probably has, like, she has her own issues in her marriage. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, really, from, from the perspective we get, even from Annie's story, we understand that it's not great. There's a lot of I think, yeah, neglect. Typical and, um, bully kind of situation. Yeah. Your life sucks, so you take it out on other people. Yeah, and but and also, like, I could see life. her being, like, she's insecure because, like, she's made this new best friend and, and she already has and a she already has childhood a be- best friend. Yeah. Who's like, who's known her forever and stuff. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, I want to, you know, be able to offer something to you. And then of course, on top of that, Annie doesn't do a great job with everything leading up to it. And Aww, she's like, yeah. I want her to have nice things. And yeah, she nice values things. money and those kind of things in yeah. her life. So she wants to give that to her friend. Yeah. And I think I said earlier that when Helen saw Annie, or like her general opinion oh, of Annie, yeah. was probably like, Lillian, why are you friends with this dirty hobo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Helen's perspective of Annie. Yeah, definitely. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, about the perspective thing. Um, the I used it as, as an example when we were talking about it that I just watched Gone Girl. Oh, and yeah. it's a good example of having two perspectives of the same situation and they both uh, get their time on screen. Like Each character gets to tell their story and mm-hmm. makes it a very interesting movie. 
Another movie perspective is atonement because mm-hmm. it's kind of this one event that you see from different perspectives and and how that alters everything. Yeah. So. So, think about perspective, guys. Yeah. In it's in, it's fun. It's fun to think about how different. Yeah, I thought well, I like after I kind of thought about this for this movie, I was thinking other movies like um wolf children that I said I just saw it's narrated by the daughter like the old the daughter as she's older saying my mother did this and whatever but it's clearly it's from the mother's perspective still as mm-hmm. if the mother told her daughter this and the daughter is saying it aloud because it starts when the mother's like in college or whatever and it's definitely her perspective of her crazy wolf children <laughs> running around changing um so yeah consider that and um how the story might be different if it was a different perspective or it might be a very objective perspective from no particular character maybe like in a so- ensembles when there's mm-hmm. lots of characters especially in movies where there's a clear uh, bad guy or enemy yeah. kind of flip that and think what you would think because usually bad guys aren't just bad if it's a good no. movie if it's a good movie the bad guy and the bad guy never thinks he's the bad guy they just think they're right yeah yeah so think about that. Think about it. Chew on that. <laughs> right, is that it for our bridesmaids? Yep. Say what we want to say. Sum it up with our, um, our Bechdel test. Yep. Pass. Pass. Yay. Women in the movie, lots of them, they talk, talk about, about men, but also about other women and their yeah. lives and shit yeah. that normal women talk about. And, Literal uh, shit in this movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, big pass on the Bechdel test. Yay. Good job. Uh, female crew tally, which is director, writer, producers, editors, cinematographer, uh, tallied up all those positions, and there's 13 of them. Five of those positions were women. And unfortunately, that's pretty good. Sadly, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I'm not happy to say it, but... It's not even half, if you're no. wondering. I didn't percentage it, but... Uh, no. Yeah, it's a little disappointing when you're like, oh, this movie's like all about women, written by women, woohoo, and no, then you actually look at the rest of the people in this yeah. movie. Oh, it's not that. It's not, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> but now we will talk about that. Yeah. Oh, do we have like a... Oh, recommendation? Recommendation. Um, Yeah. I say watch it because it's funny. And I say particularly watch it with friends. Like, it's a good, it's a good movie to, like, watch with friends. I like watching Mm. comedies, though, with friends. You've probably already seen it. Yeah. So I recommend watching it with a couple of your girlfriends. And that you can, uh, like, talk, because you've seen it before, you can talk through the movie, which is kind of what we did as we were watching. Yeah. Pointing out stuff. And, um... Just feel good about your girlfriend. Yeah, appreciate girl power. Women in general. And la- like it's a, I don't know, it's a good it's fucking movie because it's funny, right? Watch it with so. uh, males as well. Yeah, it's not just for girls because no, there's girls in it. Of course it. not. It's just good times. Guys will laugh and you'll be like, "Yeah, no, that's very real." <laughs> Women do that. Yeah. Women, they're just like you. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. Who would have thought? It's almost like they're people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of women being people, women are in the film industry. Yes, kind Not of. Not nearly enough. <laughs> almost. Barely. We're, we sneak in A there. A little bit. <laughs> 
All right, so we really want to talk about this. Yeah. Because it's important to talk about. Yes, it is. Good to us because we are women uh, interested in the film industry. I'm still interested in being, working in the film industry somehow, someday. And if we ever someday. want it to change, people have to keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to fucking talk about it. Yeah, we're going to split it into, or we're going to do our best to kind of s- to split it Yeah, a we're going to talk about women on screen, yeah. which is a different issue than women behind, behind the, scenes the scenes or in the industry. Um, Either way, it's not going to be super positive. <laughs> yeah, I emailed a list. I was looking at lists, infographics and stuff, and yeah. I emailed a list to Juliana. I was like, yeah. pretty dismal sounding titles, eh? There's literally one of the articles you sent me was depressing stats about women in film. That yeah. was the actual title of it. I was yeah. like, well, who doesn't want to read that? We could have just said stats about women in film and know that it would be depressing. Yeah. Some was, of them are uh, literally like, does the film industry care about women or something? Like, stuff like that? And I'm like, well, it's, no. It's, it's, be prepared to, to be astonished and upset and shocked. I hope you're upset. If you're not upset, who the fuck are Stop you? Stop listening to <laughs> Get out of the world. Get out. Um, so I should say before we start laying all these statistics on you, in the description of this podcast episode, there will be a link to my website that I blog from, to the blog post that accompanies this podcast episode, and there will be a whole list of links to the articles and infographics and videos and anything we reference in here, because we're not going to cite everything as we talk about it, yeah. we're just going to throw So if you'd like to check you. our sources, feel you, free. Yeah, because you don't believe us. Or you just want to learn more, we're like, talking about yeah. if you wanna... bits and pieces of these cool like infographics, which is a great way to visually get information in your head. Yeah. So if you're uh, shocked and can't believe it and want to know more and do something, but want to read about it, yeah, it's a good place to start. Yeah, so you'll have the whole list there, because um, like I said, we're going to throw a lot of numbers out there and then discuss them, and we're not going to qualify them or whatever yeah. for sources, just for mm-hmm. the sake of talking. So, let's get into it. Yes. Um, first thing I've got here is from a super cool infographic <laughs> that I've seen like several times on yeah, Tumblr so and places, so you've probably seen it. Um, what's it called? New York Film Academy presents gender inequality in film. It's like pink and green. You've probably seen it. So we want to talk about, in general, we're talking about how women are portrayed on screen. These stats are for the top 500 films from 2007 to 2012. Fairly recent. Yeah. Literally not much has changed, so nope. it's relevant to talk about the last 5-10 years. Yep. So, big statistic that we have to start this off with, women on screen. Mm-hmm. Only about 30% of speaking characters are women. Yeah. Everything, and I mean everything corroborated this. That was the one stat that was in everything I read, is that oh, yeah. only a third of speaking roles are, are women. One third. Yep. That's it. And out of those, yeah. um, a lot of the issues and stuff we're going to talk about is the sexuality of the women, or sexualization of the women on screen. Yes. Because even when they're on screen in speaking roles... It doesn't mean they're actually like a full real character. character. They're probably just saying, please fuck me. Yeah. You know, feel so good. Because you're so, oh, you're so I amazing. Want you. I need a man. <laughs> oh, God. I make myself sick just talking about this. Okay, do you want to read some numbers? Uh, or no, we said I would read the numbers yeah, you're and you would discuss them. That's easy. <laughs> I'll read the numbers. Juliana can't read. Circle um. <laughs> <laughs> of secret. All right. So, women on film 28.8% of women wore sexually revealing clothes as opposed to 7% of men. 
26.2% of women actors get partially naked, while only 9.4% of men do. Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Is that all women naked? No, it's a lot of people naked. That's British, though. I know. Well, and we'll talk, yeah, we'll talk about that. We're talking about that later, big difference Mm -hmm. between American and British. America. Okay, another big thing to know, Mm. only 10.7% of movies featured a balanced cast where half the characters are female. Yeah, and um, half of... That should be all of them. Half of people are female, in case you guys didn't know that. And half of movie watchers, in case you're thinking, well, the men are making the movies and because the men are seeing the movies and they're putting men in the movies. No. No. You're still watching it's your male 50% movie. for movie watchers. But we're so underrepresented in in film. Yeah. That's the main message you're going to take away from That's, this. Yeah. If Under-representation and in, in inequality. Yeah. It's... I, we're just going to say a lot. I, yeah. It's, it's hard for me to, like... I mean, it's one thing that... Only a third of women have speaking roles. That upsets me. But when it comes to the fact that, like, in order to get a role, you have to be young and you have to be willing to get naked and mm-hmm. uh, and you better be pretty. To be fair, that Hollywood is a lot for men pretty. as well. But you, you know what I mean? You have to look a certain way mm-hmm. and you have to wear certain clothing. Like, so much of the the female job in so many movies is just to be, like, helpless Damsel in distress. Let's hook up and have sex, and that's it. Yeah, even when you don't, you think, oh, she's a very strong character. Um, I was just telling Juliana about something I saw on Tumblr. Someone made a little comic about uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Gamora and her sister Nebula fighting, and then they stop and go, "Wait, why are we fighting? It's never established why in this movie why we hate each other." And then Nebula's like, well, let's hang out and be friends and sisters. And Gamora's like, no, I have to go, like, hold his hand and remind him of his mother while he saves the world. Yeah. I was like, God that's damn it, that's pretty true. much her role. And, like, don't get us wrong, we love that movie. Oh, yeah. I have a dog named Groot. <laughs> Groot. <laughs> but, um, I love that character. She's yeah, badass. She is badass. A, again, that female rivalry. Yeah. Another example is, like, Hunger Games, Katniss. Oh, my God, she's this hardcore, strong badass female character. Yeah, she's also the centerpiece of a love triangle, which it is so much of the film. You yeah, know what I mean? Just because the woman's on it's, the movie poster doesn't, it doesn't mean, mean yeah, it's and, a, like good feminist And there's so movie. many more men than women like in both those movies. So, oh, yeah. I, yeah. Just because they throw as a strong quote, strong female yeah. character every once in a while and think that's enough. And think that that's gonna change it. And one awesome female character does Does, not make up for the general lack of any female characters. Of women in film. Agreed. Okay. I'm glad we settled on that. Okay. Um, talking, how you were talking about women are, you know, if you're going to be in movies, you're going to be expected to be sexualized. Um, roughly a third of female speaking characters are shown in sexually revealing attire or partially naked. So, like, congratulations if you get one of the few female roles in a movie, a third of you are going to be partially naked. Yep. So just prepare to strip. Yep. Um, and um, by no means is it for adults. Percentage of uh, teen teenage females depicted with some nudity has increased thirty two point five percent from two thousand seven to two thousand twelve. Yeah, it's and getting worse, not better. Yeah, and there's another statistic I'll bring up later if I find it. Um, about how 
females age 13 to 39 are equally sexualized. Yeah, we're not talking That's about that. Yeah. Um, another thing I find but shocking. You know, what? Only till 39. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Then you're dead. Then you're dead. Um, <laughs> hit your expiration date. Yep. Um, so we're talking about women on film, on screen. Um, how does that change when the women are behind the camera? Oh, this was an upsetting one. This is particularly upsetting. Yeah. Um, so only a 10.6% increase in female characters on screen uh, when a woman is directing. Yeah. Which is not a lot, but also yeah. directors sometimes just come in and have to make the movie already written. Yeah, if they don't, if they're not writing and directing, they don't always have a lot of, you know, say. So that it. might speak more about women are drawn to directing movies that are about women. Yeah. Um, this is a little more disturbing. Yeah, this is the one mind. that upsets me. <laughs> Only eight point seven percent increase when a female screen screenwriter is attached. So women are not even writing more women. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. Yeah. Even well, they want to get their fucking movies made. So exactly. What will get that, made? Things that things about women don't get made the way the way male centric films do. So they're not even. Yeah, what was that thing that even, you had? Oh yeah, one of the quotes. It was uh, talking about uh, film financing and and women getting financing for their films. And there is a quote. <clears throat> And I quote, <laughs> I automatically passed on the movie with the woman producer team attached to it. She said, I just feel like you can't trust women you don't know, but you can trust a man. It is what it is. That, this is a woman who... I'm clenching my fist. You can't <laughs> see, but I'm so upset. This is a woman who has a say in, in films that get financed and films that are going to get done and she's not even looking at content this is a woman who's looking at at projects that other women are trying to get done and she's just passing on them and that goes back to the co competition that's mm -hmm. put between women and but like it was so upsetting and this is an industry standard like yeah she's a woman but this is just all across the board a lot of the time you it's not even content related it's just gonna it's automatically considered that it's not gonna be I literally cannot Good believe enough. that there's a woman out there who oh, hits herself and all women so enough much. to say that. I know. You can't trust women you don't know, but you can trust a man. It's that whole competition thing of, like, every woman is out to get each other, so I can't trust another woman. But men, oh, they're trustworthy and noble and fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that made me so upset when Juliana told me that. I was like, what? She said a woman is saying that? I know. It was upsetting. That makes me even more upset about like feminist issues like this when it's a woman being misogynistic it's a big problem though yeah. it is it's so ingrained that it's in the women's heads yeah and the young girls walking around in men in this t-shirts i want to slap them in the face <laughs> but then hug them because oh my god you have no idea little girl <sighs> okay <laughs> next <laughs> okay so while we're talking about women on screen Mm -hmm. um, this is a little bit behind the scenes kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Um, we're talking about paychecks. There is a wage gap, people. Deal with it. <sighs> I don't want to fucking deal with it. Deal with it, like, I mean, it? Yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, like, what it is. like, let's talk about it, not deal with the fact don't, that you're getting paid less. Don't, don't, don't ignore take it. that. Let's deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the average statistic that we generally hear about the wage gap is uh, women get paid about 78 Seventy-five, seventy-eight percent yeah. of what a man gets made. Yeah, 
Um, varies by states and provinces and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Generally, it's like about three, that three quarters, maybe. Okay. Um, that wage gap is so much bigger in film for actresses and actors. This yeah. uh, study is looking at 2013, the top 10 highest paid actresses and top 10 male actors. The men collectively made $465 million, mm -hmm. which is... Don't even get me started on how much actors get paid, for fuck's sake. Women only made $181 million. Yep. That is way less than 78%. Yep. I don't know what the percent is, but I'm looking at this lovely little infographic, and it looks it's, like maybe a third? A quarter, a third? Yeah. It's... Uh, 465 yeah. to 181. I don't know. We don't do math. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then even within that, you're thinking, okay, men make more. Uh, oh, they make more. Right. I can think of the arguments already. You'd be like, well, what if he did more movies in a oh, year and stuff like that? But this is uh, averaging out the top ten of both genders, so... There's clip when there's a difference that big between there's a problem. You can't say, oh no, it's individuals. Yeah, Fuck no. You. no, no, okay, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just as an example to further drive the point home, um, of there's a little graph with uh, the ten male actors and the ten female actresses. Um, the top female actress Angelina Jolie earned about the same as the bottom two, two. male actors. Yeah. There's only one. The tenth not male is behind the first female, and that's that's it. Yeah, the graph is like first half is green for male, and the second half is pink for female. Yeah. So Except like we're, we're not even like interspersed making no. No. We're just we're after the men. And it's interesting because I think a lot of people would assume that it would that wage gap would be less bad for something mm -hmm. like actors because the amount of celebrities generally the same the amount of fame is often the same yeah women are but the pay is more. not the same the no. pay is not the they're same. getting the fame for probably reasons that they don't want it because their bodies and stuff and, yep. but that doesn't mean they're getting paid no. as much because women movies starring women don't make as much yep they don't make as much they don't make as there's many not of them. A, there's not as many of them exactly so they, they don't women have, don't have the same opportunities for the big blockbuster starring roles that make the amount of money that have studios paying them millions upon millions of dollars uh, yeah so you can't <laughs> really argue like well this guy's been in more blockbuster no. movies so he earns big paycheck well they make more movies yeah. for men like we don't have the it, opportunity to make as many blockbuster movies it's all the same it all comes down to the same issues, so. All right. Also, the age. Yeah, we're going to talk about age now. Um, of these top tens, median age of the men were 46.5, median age of the women, 34.8. Yep. And that... Women aren't another, allowed to hit 40 in the film industry, so. That's another statistic that we saw again and again, that the average age, or the kind of highest earner, the most popular, whatever, women in their 30s, men, 40s or plus. Yep. Even, like, higher than their 40s. We're still making more than most women. Yep. Um, did we have anything else? Oh, the, I have yes. this nice little quote. I was like, we, we do have Again, more. Again, <laughs> check the links for the sources about all this stuff. Um, so someone said, uh, women over 39 in Hollywood are usually hunted down and killed, but apparently some get away. The study says... Quote, less than a quarter of all female-speaking parts are for women 40 to 64 years of age. These percentages are substantially below the percentages of male-speaking characters in that same age. 
uh, clearly suggesting that there's a sell-by date for the majority of female actors in film. Yep. So we've already said that women only get about 30% of the speaking roles, and only a quarter of those are for 40 to 64-year-old women. Yeah. It's it's so... And that... It's so hard to be an, a, an actor, like, to begin with, but to know that, like, you pretty much have to do the majority of your work as a as a woman mm-hmm. before the age of 40. Whereas men pop up when they're 40 and they become, like, and they Yeah, but you do just don't have that with women. Women are, like, then they're, like, well, maybe I'll produce. Our society Or maybe I'll go to theater, which is not quite as bad because there's, you know, mm-hmm. but... It, Our society is generally obsessed with, with young youth, women. Of course. Particularly young women. Teenage yes. women. There are some disturbing statistics about <laughs> how sexualized teenagers are yeah. in this, in movies. Yeah. So, women already have a tough time. If you're over 40, you might as well not even try. Yeah. I mean, you should try. You should try. We actually encourage you to try. They'll tell you. They want you to think that you shouldn't try. But the only way we're going to change it is if we all try. So, let's get on it, ladies. Yes. Another disturbing, shocking, drastically different statistic that we have to tell you is. I know. <laughs> so I already mentioned um, about the increase of female characters when a s- female writer is only 8.7%. That's mm-hmm. already, like, for shame. Um, this says, in films with at least one woman director and or writer, females comprise 39% of protagonists, males were 35%, and male-female combo, 26%. That's all fairly close. Fairly close. More it's, women. Oh, it's it's about a third. Yeah. Each. It's, more a, it's women a slightly more women, women, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. In films with exclusively male, that's only with one woman director and/or writer, by the yeah. way. Just one in there. Films with exclusively male directors and writers, most movies, um, females accounted for four percent of protagonists. Not forty-four. Four percent down from thirty-nine percent. Males are 87%, and male-female combo is only 9%. Four. Four percent. I, this is, this was, like, mind-blowing to me, and it just goes on to prove, like, how important it is to have women making movies, because apparently that's the only way that women are going to be in movies, or have a substantial role, or have an importance in a film. I mean, it, that's ridiculous. Four percent. Like, literally, men are making movies and be like, oh, women, we only need... 4% 4% of the time we'll give them a protagonist that's female. Yeah. 9% can be male and female. But the rest of the time, men. Yep. That's ridiculous. Oh, boy. Um, I'm upset. That was one of the ones that was really shocking. Really shocking, yeah. And I was like, hold Four. up. 39 to 4%? Fucking men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and so, uh, along the line, women on screen... We wanted to talk about something coming up. Yes. That you can look forward to. And that goes very well with Bridesmaids because it's the same people. Yeah, it's the same people. It's the new Ghostbusters reboot. They're making it with uh, four women, four ladies in the role. Kristen Wiig. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. The two from SNL that I don't remember. (laughs) Kate McKinnon. Okay, yeah. That's her name. And she's a current SNL member. Yep, the little blonde one that does Ellen and, and Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber. yeah. <laughs> and then the new tall black woman with the scary spiky hair that I don't remember. Yeah, um, Leslie... Bad. Leslie... Something. Leslie something! <laughs> Jones? Yeah, Leslie Jones. Jones! She's hilarious. I she is her. funny, okay. 
Um, so yeah, four women, one woman of color, yep. at least, you know, no, still not much, but not much, we'll but talk about race in another episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it sounds like when they announced that, everyone was super excited. And Paul Feig is, Paul Feig is directing it. High five, Mr. Pooh. Um, I think he is writing it Mr. as well. Mr. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, on him. I mean, he does a lot of, of female-centric films. There's the Bridesmaids, The Heat. Yes, yeah, I know, yeah. the new Ghostbusters. And so we were very excited about that, because it's exciting news. Yeah, Ghostbusters. And I never really loved the old Ghostbusters when I saw it, but it's a fun concept. And I think with these women that I know their style of comedy, and I've seen them before, I'm like, this is going to be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Men, women, I don't care. These people are hilarious. Exactly. It's a great team, so... And then? And then what happened? What do you think happened? And then they said... And then men came along and crushed our <laughs> dreams. They said, no. It's, it's not actually a funny, woman with but a, I just... A, woman, a film with ladies in it, only ladies will see that. Men aren't going to go watch ladies in a movie. No, 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 no. We need our own movie. Let's reboot Ghostbusters right after that. With men. Yeah. And who and turn that into in, the franchise. Into the franchise. So they're going to franchise the new male Ghostbusters. We get one movie, they get however three. many they want. Probably three. Three. The, I, I was so upset. I was like, this, and this is such a big thing. It's not like people aren't talking about it. Like, people are talking about, like, oh, they're do- reading Ghostbusters with women. And, like, it's exciting that there's a project coming up that's that's about women and women are going to be the lead role. Doing that the people stuff that were, men have done in the past exactly, to show that we can do it, that too. That we can do it, too. And that people we are excited about. I'll bust some ghosts. <laughs> and along comes, like, oh, I, I was so infuriated when I read it. I'm trying to think of who it is. Chan- I want to say Channing Tatum. Yeah, he has something I'm going to hate this. him now. I'm sorry, but no. I what also want to hate on, I don't know if this is completely accurate, but Dan Aykroyd, who's in the Ghostbusters, he's like owns the franchise kind of thing. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was his idea to do it again with males and turn that into the franchise. Like, he's spearheading this whole thing, writing it and stuff. Canadian. <laughs> Goddamn Canadian Dan Aykroyd. Um, yeah. I, I don't, know I don't remember. I remember Channing Tatum's name being yeah, I remember that. attached to it. I'm sorry. I got so infuriated that it was hard for me <laughs> <laughs> to consciously remember everything. But, like, to, like, it's one thing if they were doing it first and stuff, but to to kind of come start doing it right after they're coming out with a, so obvious. a female-led... It just makes it seem like they're literally saying, like... You can't have this. You can't have this, or, like, no, men won't see this. They need their own movie. Yeah. Because only girls can like girl things. Boys can't like girl things. I know. But girls can like boy things. Who's boy? Double fucking standard. Like, girls will... Obviously, girls are half women or half the moviegoers, but only... I don't know how many... Like, most of the movies are completely male or mostly male yeah. so obviously women are watching movies about men but men this is saying men you don't have to watch that girl movie we'll make you your own male it's version ridi- it's it's ridiculous and, and that's for me, the one that's, it was, and they're saying already well we know that one's going to be more successful so that's the one that's going to get a get franchise, a franchise. They're yeah. already anticipating that they don't think the a female led Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters will be as successful as the male one yeah. the male has potential for franchise the one the female one will just give them that one little comedy again every few years they can have a comedy i 
I can't Boo even. To the I'm shit. upset. Anyway, <laughs> so like, shame on you, Channing Tatum or whoever Dan, Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd. whoever is doing this, <laughs> whoever whoever it is, shame, shame. And I really, I really hope when it comes out, like everyone fucking supports it and makes the female one like so good and super. Yeah, they just and say then really successful, and then everyone's like, "What the fuck? We just had a Ghostbusters. I, I don't know. need to see this. I don't need to one. see and it. No one sees the male led one. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be. I would feel so vindicated. I'd be like, so see, good. everyone can enjoy women on screen in real fucking characters, not just their boobs on screen. <laughs> <laughs> We're more than just pieces we have our own yeah we're not just there to we also the have like brains just okay. so you know and we will use them to bust some ghosts yeah and have a good fucking time while doing it yeah i'm gonna go see I'm that gonna... in theater just because i really want to fucking support, support it. it i am too and then tell everyone to not see the male one <laughs> i don't know how sure that male one is i really hope it's not that set in stone and that they maybe don't so do it that'd be great because yeah it was upsetting and, like, read the temperature of the room with everything that's going on right now. The fact that they would even... It's such a slap in the face. It's so, yeah. Everything that we're trying like, to work for, like, since How could you not experience. think that that would get criticism? You want a Ghostbusters franchise? You just fucking said that you would make one. Keep going with that one. Yeah. And send that message to men that, like, here's a fucking Ghostbuster movie. You're gonna fucking watch it, and you're gonna like it because it's Ghostbusters, and, like... <laughs> Guess what? It happens to be female. You're going to fucking like watching females in movies. Imagine that. Like, it's just like giving a spoiled child, like, what they want. Yep. You know? Like, eat your vegetables. Have one vegetable. But then, okay, fine. You can have all your candy you want. <laughs> like, it's that kind of weird, like, oh, well, I mean, we're trying to appease the women, but we still have to give the men what they want. Big sigh, everyone. Big, Big sigh. sigh. Okay, let's move on. We're going to move we on, do. yeah. <laughs> I know. Still talking about women on screen. Yes. Still. There's a big issue going on with the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America. That's what gives movies in America their ratings, PG, PG-13, R, NC-17. Yeah. Okay? So, <laughs> here's the big thing about women and sex on screen and rating and ratings basically tell you what you should or can watch so we're telling people this is what they can watch this is what is acceptable for pg-13 this is what is acceptable only if you're over 18 the main thing is a woman's orgasm even if you're just showing her face is rated r a male's orgasm showing his face is a pg-13 what the fuck (laughs) <laughs> that is infuriating. What is... There's um, there's so much kay. to say about this and women enjoying sex. Yes. Women aren't allowed to enjoy sex. Especially not if the man is also enjoying it. Because there's a lot of stuff about here about women in oral sex scenes. Oh. That had to be cut out. Yep. Because, God forbid, a woman enjoys sex when the man isn't also getting off. Yep. Um... A few examples. What I just mentioned about the PG-13 and R, I got from an interview with Kat Dennings. Uh, she mentioned that Emily Browning talked about a sex scene that was taken out of Sucker Punch, which is a... I love that movie. Um, mm-hmm. With? John Hamm. John Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she said it was a pretty mild sex scene, like mostly actually just making out, kind of. 
Um, but she was enjoying it. Her character was enjoying it and kind of taking charge sexually and coming into her own. And um, they, the MPAA said no, and they edited it. Or yeah. they had Zack Snyder, the director, edit it uh, to the point where it looked like she wasn't enjoying it and she was take, being taken advantage of this man. And then they approved it. And so he said, no, that's not the message I'm trying to send. That's not what happened. So they just had to take it out. So good on Zack Snyder for at least standing yes, by thank you. his, you know, the also, integrity. I kind of wanted to say, like, fuck them and just well, put yeah. it in, get your R. Like, if pussy little men can't handle this shit, then, then maybe they shouldn't be, like, maybe teenage boys shouldn't be seeing this kind of stuff. Yeah. They shouldn't be seeing all this rape. Anyway. Oh, yeah, it was. Okay. And another okay. thing. That was just, like, a mild sex scene of yeah. a woman enjoying sex. Evan Rachel Wood went on a rant on Twitter a couple years ago about a sex scene in her movie Charlie Countryman that the MPAA cut out a scene in which a woman was receiving oral sex and fucking enjoying it, presumably. Oh <laughs> I would hope so. Um, they did not cut out violence, like, people getting their heads chopped off and stuff. And she went on to say that society wants to shame women for enjoying sex, especially when the man isn't getting off as well. And this goes on. This one in particular reminds me of, like, that it's America, like, in terms of violence in America and even rape, if a woman's being taken advantage of, that's okay. Rape is more acceptable than a woman But not consensual sex where the woman is enjoying it. Like, the, the U.S. who sexualizes women so much yeah. but you're not actually allowed to see sex it's it's really oh no you can up. see a man enjoying sex oh yeah sorry you can't sorry. see a woman, see a woman enjoying sex it's it's messed up and world. i mean it is it is a little bit better in terms of like rating wise like the uk is oh yeah when i was thinking totally of these scenes i was like france the same france is like the same thing they're like oh yeah everyone's oh, in france. yeah you can see like anything by the time you're eight <laughs> it's like, yeah well, like, we were talking, like, reading the stuff about uh, female oral sex scenes. Yeah. Uh, I was like, can I think of any? And the few that I thought of, like, oh, those are from British TV shows. Yeah. I've never fucking seen a guy yeah. even starting to go down there <laughs> in any sort of American movie. Or, or at least not one that's rated anything lower than R. Oh, um, yeah, no. So. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> I have some examples of movies. Um Blue Valentine got an NC-17 because uh, there's a scene of cunnilingus. Yep. Love that word. <laughs> uh, Boys Don't Cry oh, was threatened yeah. with an NC-17 rating for a lingering shot of topless Chloe Sevigny experiencing an orgasm, but it was allowed to keep the climactic rape scene and a gunshot to Brandon Tina's head. Yep. Which is basically telling, NC-17s means you're, on, you're not allowed under 18 to see it at all, even with a parental supervision. Um... What this all is saying to particular teenagers, because that's who this rating is for, is yeah. that it is more acceptable to rape and commit violence against women or anyone than it is it's, for yeah. a woman to have an orgasm. Yeah. That's that's the message. That's the fucking message. And I was saying that uh, our culture... Uh, creates our media, but our media also creates our culture. So what we're putting into our media is what's already there, but what our media is also creating our culture. So Exactly. It's very we talk a lot, Normalizing is a bit a hot word these days, especially yeah. like we're talking about Shonda Rhimes on TV. Um, yep. Normalizing race and gender and stuff. Um, Good for Shonda. 
So these readings are normalizing and telling people what's acceptable or not. And they're saying they're allowing young people to see rape and violence more than they're allowing to see the fact that women can enjoy sex. And we have such a culture of rape and violence against women. And, I mean, it's becoming much more a hot topic mm-hmm. recently, too. Which I'm glad. And, like... Ahead you know, this, this isn't helping. Like when you look at things like, like different ratings and the fact that people don't ever see women enjoying sex. Yeah. That's you know the bottom I mean? line. People aren't like, analyzing it like this. Yeah. And knowing that people are saying that this is not okay. They're just not seeing it. They're just not. Which yeah. is the normalization of seeing something like rape. It normalizes rape and says that's an acceptable way for me to treat women. Uh, never seeing a woman enjoy sex just by its absence implies that implies we don't. That we, don't. That we don't want it. And so obviously if we're saying it. no, like, well, that's just because women don't enjoy sex. Yeah, that we're always going to say no. Yeah. Because we never like it. Because how the fuck would a teenage boy know that women like sex? Because he's never fucking seen it. And women do enjoy And we're sex. also, <laughs> in case, like, this is the case where, um... We talk about feminism is not just for women, it's for men as well, because these same standards and ratings and stuff that are saying women don't enjoy sex or women can't be sexual, they're also saying that men are always sexual, that men yeah. are always supposed to want sex, that they're expected, and that, uh, which makes women walk around thinking, which guy is going to try to rape me as I walk down the street, because one of them wants to, and men should be just as offended by that as women. As women, Yeah. It really should be, yeah. These, like, stereotypes are just as bad for men and telling men that they can't be emotional and uh, all this stuff they can't, you know, and that they're supposed to always be sexual and that that's what they're expected. And then we have to walk around in fear that men are going to rape us because, well, they're seeing it all the time, so they know they can fucking do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Bad. Um, uh, just a couple other examples of that, but I'm a cheerleader. Which um, I have seen. <laughs> which she has seen. I want to now. Um, yeah. It got an NC-17 for depictions of lesbian sexuality. It doesn't say lesbian sex. No. Just lesbian you know, guys sexuality. Guys might enjoy that part. Mm-hmm. And satirical treatment of gay conversion therapy. Because God forbid we make fun of that God horrifying thing. We, you know, don't take that seriously. Oh my God. It's a it's a funny movie. Like, they, they, they satirize yeah. it very well. It's... Yeah, I think yeah. comedy is a great way to talk it about is. things. It is. It's easier to bring it up it when it's It brings you into funny. it, and it, you know, you make your point, and it's laughable. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. This is it's so bad, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also just wanted to mention a movie that I definitely want to see now called This Film Is Not Yet Rated, which is all about the MPAA and their ratings and how it works and what the fuck's going on. And, of course, it got NC-17 because it features cut scenes from movies. They yeah. had to cut out their scenes to get the rating that they want. Um, I don't know. Maybe I will learn in that movie um, how, like, who They're actually rates it. movies. Um, they get together, like, test groups, I guess, is how they make ratings and get people to... <laughs> I'd be, like, like the worst person. I'd be like, whatever, just let everyone see it. <laughs> like... Yeah, basically, in this world where we're so desensitized to stuff, people, obviously, whoever is making these ratings is saying, like, oh, I don't want to see a woman mm-hmm. orgasming, but rape, I'll accept that. Yep. That's just a part of life that we have to deal with. It's awful. So there's that. Uh, women on screen, so not enough to summarize women on screen. <laughs> to, to summarize. Not enough women on screen. When they're on women screen, Women aren't even writing. Naked. When they're on screen, there's 
sexualized. Um, and sexualized means seen as sexual objects, not yes. sexual, like having a fucking orgasm. That's not allowed, yes. but uh, being the object of a man's sexual desire or sex is acceptable. My computer is going to die soon. I'm going to plug it in. Um, okay. <laughs> I thought we could make it, but we're just going on for so long. Um, talk while I do this. <laughs> uh, okay. Also, um, the ratings when it comes to women and their sexuality and their orgasms and their appreciation of sex is very much skewed. I don't, and that's something that I still, like, I just, I'm never going to understand. Because, what's the difference in a man's orgasm and a woman's That's orgasm? the thing, it's the fucking ancient <laughs> the patriarchy thing, thing that's I know. still coming along that it's just, we, we're still fighting just to be seen as humans. Yeah. yeah. Like, we can say, like, well, we can vote, we have rights and all this stuff, but, like, no. in so many ways, we are not still seen as humans in ways like I said we're sexual objects in most of these yep. movies where they're to serve the men yeah and like that woman producer like rejecting women producers I was like <laughs> it's yeah, so in us it's not even it's, like all women are complaining about the patriarchy nope. women are in on it too uh, yeah we're raised with it it's in our culture it gets in our brains and it's dangerous it's what creates this female competition and that it's bad enough we're kind of fighting against kind of men in general, the patriarchy, but we're fighting against each other, which is, just makes me sad. And our culture perpetuates women fighting against each other. It's happy to have women fighting each other. Oh, yeah, it's in... Keeps... A lot of movies that we say, like, oh, it's got, like, this movie's got women in it, but they're rivals. Yeah. And, like, the rest of the characters are There's men. There's so they're few movies about women that have, like, a truly good relationship with each other. Yeah, it's like female friendship isn't like interesting enough for movies so they go for the romantic Or the female friendship is is so like one dimensional. They're like, oh, let's go shopping. Oh my like, god, yeah. The female <laughs> lead, lead that's character what we do. just has like a one dimensional best friend. Best friend, exactly. Whereas I'm like, that's the relationship that's like probably the most important in her life yeah. at the moment. Especially like a lot of movies, romantic comedies, whatever, it's a woman meets the guy and they're dating, it's kind of the beginning of their love story. She already has these established female relationships with her best friends. That's the main thing in her life. This new guy she's dating is going to be a small part of her life. Yeah. It may be more interesting for entertainment, because you don't know what's going to happen. Drama, drama, drama. But, like, yeah, give her a fucking, like, actual life. Like, having friends yeah. in a life outside of this guy she's dating. Is that too much to ask? Apparently, Apparently yes. God forbid we have a life without men. <laughs> so, um, we did the Bechdel test on some of the films that we've seen this year. Because we yeah. did it for all the movies that we're doing on the podcast. I wanted to get kind of an idea. I was just generally curious. I think of myself as watching a lot of, like, female-centric-led movies. <laughs> so I wanted to see, like, if that was true, if they yep. passed the test. And what did you discover? <laughs> uh, well, I tallied them up, because I'm a big nerd. Uh, 22 movies that I've seen in the last few months of this year. Uh, only nine of them passed the Bechdel test. And I'm sure even of those, some of them only technically barely passed. Yeah. So that is not... I thought it would so be more. So not the results you thought you were going to get. I thought it would be more, because I think that I watch a lot of, like, female movies, but it's... Uh, no, it's a fail. It's a thing that we're going to talk about in a second of perception. You think there are more women yeah. than there are, because we're so used to there being so little. 
So what about your movies this year? Um, well, I didn't really do all of my movies this year. I took five films that she I... she doesn't keep an obsessive list <laughs> of her movies like I, I do. don't. <laughs> um, I took five films that I'd seen recently um, that were either really popular or um, up for, like, awards, like Oscars, that sort of thing. Which, I don't watch those you movies. Know. I mean, um, I watch the popular movies, but I don't think any of mine were anywhere near Oscars. So, um... None of them passed the Bechdel test. There, People could argue me that three could pass them because they would say, look, these two women both had a name, spoke to each other, but it was maybe like a sentence or two. It's not an actual conversation. It's not mm-hmm. an actual scene. In a lot of ways, it's roundabout still about men. Like in um, one of them was Captain America Winter Soldier, and people would argue that um, Maria Hill and Black uh, widow spoke about the ballistics that killed Nick Fury and because they spoke about ballistics and I'm like that's still about Nick Fury like yeah. I'm gonna and like it's like well, three lines I really am I'm not passing that when every <laughs> other character in the movie is a male you can't the two have... speaking women characters don't have a chance what are they gonna yeah. talk about that's relevant to the storyline exactly if not about one of the other characters and all of them are male so, yeah. So, I, I just did five films. They were um, Birdman, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, Grand Budapest Hotel, which was, like, really dismal. Um, good movie, though. It was a good movie. <laughs> um, Interstellar, and one other one. <laughs> that I, I can't even remember. The Imitation Game. And The Imitation Game. So, none of them passed. I kind of want to see that. Is that good? I enjoyed the film. It just doesn't pass the Bechdel test. No. In terms of, I mean, it's about Alan Turing, so in terms of mm. other issues, like um, homosexuality, you know, that was, you know. Yeah. To, well, that's to one look at that. interesting scene, because yeah. I know it's, like, important. All right. All right. Um, I kind of already touched on this, the perception of gender equality. Yes, but you have some, a very interesting, This is very interesting study. statistics. Uh, this isn't particularly about the film industry or talking about movies, women on screen. Um, It's just talking about uh, who speaks more in general in the classroom setting, men or women, and uh, the perception of who speaks more. And I thought this just seemed realistic to me, and I was like, yes, I see that in other parts of the life. Like, I think that men also still think like that. So, um, I'm just going to say I found this on Tumblr. Someone, there's some sort of, like, little back and forth thing about women talk more, no men talk more, and then someone came in with all this information uh, and then I found a post reblogged with someone you couldn't find. I, I searched it too. I couldn't find the exact uh, study that they're talking about, but someone found a bunch of other studies. Anyway, so take this for what you will. Again, the links will be in that blog post um, about where I found all this information. So this is what this person on Tumblr had to say. Um, researcher Dr. Dale Spencer in Australia used Spender. Sorry, it was Spencer <laughs> on the thing, and then I had to correct it because I got it wrong. So. Yeah, like I said, take this for what you will. They didn't even get the name right. Yeah. Dale Spender in Australia used audio and videotape to independently evaluate who talked the most in mixed gender university classroom discussions. Regardless of their gender ratio of students, whether the uh, instructor was deliberately trying to encourage female participation or not, men always talked more. Moreover, men literally have no clue how much they talk. Yeah, and that's the really important part, This is part the important too. part. Yeah. They do talk more. First of all, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. And they have no clue how much they talk. 
When Spender asked students to evaluate their perception of who talked more in a given discussion, the women were fairly accurate. But men perceived the discussion as being equal when women talked only 15% of the time. Yep. They thought that was about even. And the discussion as being dominated by women if they talked 30% of the time. Yeah. 30% women, men are like, oh, that's Holy so Holy crap. Do they ever shut up? Yeah, so <laughs> in this person says, Spender's conclusion, if I may paraphrase, you only think we talk too much because you'd rather we were silent. Yep. Which I think is true. And I Very true. I just saw this on Tumblr and we had this episode coming up and I was like, I think this is applied to women in film and just the fucking it can, world. It can, yeah, it just, I mean, Men's just perception. The world in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, for example, like, Workplace. If a man had 15% of his colleagues were women, he would probably think, like, oh, yeah, my workplace is pretty even. Pretty even. Men and women. Yeah. And if there were 30% women, he'd be like, oh, my God, there's so many ladies at this workplace. <laughs> or watching a movie, they would think, what are you talking about? That was, like, an equal men and women movie. And we'd be like, no, no. like, 15%, <laughs> like, barely any women were than that. 30%, they'd think, oh, man, this movie is about chicks. Yeah. I That is disturbing. And, chan- like, and I think true. Yeah. I, I would agree. And maybe that's why we thought we would do better with, like, the Bechdel test. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I thought I would, like, I watch tons of ladies in films. Well. Maybe you just don't realize, like, how, we're how so inaccurate u- that is. Well, yeah, because we're so used to. We're like, to- oh, look, one chick. Yeah, it's we're really supposed, they literally give us, like, one token female in a group of men, and we're supposed to be satisfied with that. Yeah. I thought that was just, like, mind-blowing. But it makes so much sense to me. That's that. Yeah, Absolutely. That men are just think... And it's also interesting, women get pegged so much as being, like, so talkative. And exactly. Like, because know. they think they, they're used to, in movies and stuff, they want us to just not talk at all. Yep. Or very little. So when we talk 30% of the time, <laughs> we are just talking up a storm. Yeah. Look at us go. I mean, you could apply this... Again, I don't know how exact these statistics are, but I would apply this general kind of ratio to, like, pretty much everything in life of men thinking... Yeah, 15% is about... Really take that stat and think about the world. Yeah, 15% of women, men think that's that's okay if 15% of their workplace or their entertainment or, I don't know, music they listen to, movies they watch, pop culture, celebrities, people they walk past on the street, um, they think 15% is enough. Yep, 15% female, that's enough for them. That's equal. That's considered, you know... Kind of the line. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought that was Ridiculous. interesting to throw that in. It wasn't particularly about movies, but I think it's absolutely it relevant. to, yeah, it definitely does, and it speaks to <laughs> the world. Yeah, it, it goes along with all the statistics that we're learning about everything else, about women in movies, that it's so dominated by men, and it must be because they just perceive... They, I know, I feel like they women's... think that they're doing a better job than they are, and like... Like yeah, that, they put one, says, like they put one, maybe two ca- female characters in it, and they think that that's like, well, that's about even. Not even speaking it's of not. the quality of these of the characters. characters. No, just like what? Are you, what more are you asking for? I put some women in here. Yeah, yeah, they're naked. Yeah. That doesn't. <laughs> what did they do in that movie? Blowjobs. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Good job representing mm-hmm. women. Okay, um, so. <laughs> Women in film are still talking. <laughs> How long have we been talking about? Uh, oh, a while. A while. Uh, 
We this know that this really is a slightly elongated podcast. It was just a very... I think it's really important. ...important subject. And we, we don't want to... I'm going to tell everyone to listen to this. We don't want to speed through this. We really think that it's something that needs yeah. to be dealt with, so... Um, yeah. And again, it's something we're always going to incorporate when we talk about movies. Yes. Like, we're doing the Bechdel test and film... For everything. ...female crew tally, as I've so cleverly called it. <laughs> Uh, for every movie, oh, I mean, we're women, we care about feminism and equality, yes. so we're always going to mention this, but yep. it's a really big, we just wanted Minor. to throw a bunch of statistics at you um, all at once and really um, <laughs> talk about what that really means, because sometimes just throwing numbers at you doesn't work. You need to really get it. Yes. Okay. We're going to talk so, a little bit about women in film, but um, in the industry, behind in the, industry, the scenes, but behind the scenes, behind, behind the, the camera. camera. Apparently, in unison. <laughs> <laughs> so this podcast will be in unison. <coughs> Alright, um, here's a simple statistic to start us off. There's a 5 to 1 ratio of men working on films to women. Mm-hmm. Not surprising from what we know. No, and not surprising from everything we've done in our female crew tallies and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that shocks us at all. No. Okay. Um, so for... What I decided for that female crew tally, I decided writers, directors, producers, editors, cinematographers, so that was like the five top main positions that have the most influence of what gets on the screen and what gets made. Yep. And uh, good for me, I was right, because <laughs> this uh, infographic also used those positions. That's smart, um, <laughs> To say um, the ratio percentages of women to men in these positions. Mm-hmm. So, I'll just it's read... It's pretty dismal, guys, so get... Get ready. All right. Directors, 9% women. Yep. Writers, 15% women. Uh, executive producers, 17%. Producers, 25%. That's the highest is producers. Yep. We're allowed to be in the studios producing, but God forbid we tell our own stories. Editors, 20%. Cinematographers, 2%. Two. 2%. Yep. That's crazy to me. I know. That any job or anything in the world would be two percent especially this type of person yeah well and as you say like okay so producers is the most female friendly of those positions mm-hmm. it's still only 25 percent, only a quarter that's not, and as you okay. say that's not women telling a story that's that's women helping getting a story told mm-hmm. but we're not ever allowed to tell our own stories and to speak of like our own experiences those aren't represented on film because we're not represented in the positions that create those things. Yeah, we're not seeing it on screen because we're not make we're not behind the screen. Yeah, it. and cinematographers blows my mind. Two percent. I mean, cinematographers have so much to do with how a film looks and how characters are seen and how and how events are are seen. Right? It's mm-hmm. the actual visual language of it. And we talk about like male gaze and that sort of thing. Well, like only fucking two percent of cinematographers are female like ugh. yeah and um in case I'm you wanted sad. to argue with us uh i did see <laughs> comments of one of these articles um you I should th- never read the comments there are only like four of them so okay. i looked at them um i assume a man was saying this um arguing basically that well we can't have equality just for the sake of equality like maybe more men are just more interested in these positions and stuff and i don't believe that for a fucking second because I, I, that's ridiculous i love that there are differences between genders men and women physically or in our brains whatever's going on 
But that does not dictate what we're interested in, jobs we want, hobbies, interests, things we like, things we don't like, whatever we're into. It's not determined to the point of 2%. Yeah, and like male or female life. I understand that there might be a slight difference. Because we are different. But 2%, you're going to tell me that men want to be cinematographers so much more that clearly only 2%. Like two percent of women of are even women trying. are even trying. Like that's, that's come on now, that's ridiculous. Like I went to film school, and I can think of so many of the girls that I went to film school with who wanted to be the DP or the cinematographer on our shoots and wanted to be the camera assistant. I can think of one girl in particular. Hi, if you're listening, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're still friends on Facebook, and she was like working in London, and she was as a camera assistant. She's like a working camera assistant. So don't tell me That's that awesome. women aren't interested in, like, working a fucking camera. Yeah. And it's not just about working the camera. It's about making the shot. It's very visual. It's fucking, like, painting a fucking picture. Yeah. You're making this visual shot. And, like, as myself, interested in making movies, I'm interested in, like, generally all of these. Yeah. Picture, but, like, cinematographer, I will admit, I'm not that interested in, like, the technicality of cameras as much. Maybe just because I'm lazy and I don't want to learn. <laughs> but, like... When I picture, like, a movie scene in my head of, like, something I'm working on or a video I'm making, like, I'm picking out these scenes and I'm seeing exactly what I want to see. So if I was a director or writer or something, I may not be the cinematographer, but I would, like... Yeah. But I don't believe for a second that women just don't want to be cinematographers. It has to be a case of... um, We don't have as much access to it. We don't get hired. Well, that's the thing. We're not not being cinematographers because we're not trying to be it's because 98% of cinematographers are male that itself will discourage a woman from joining a workforce if she knows it's predominantly men and that she won't even be given a fucking chance I might as well try really intimidating to go into editing or something else that uh, maybe I have a shot in and maybe I can you know it's really intimidating I work in a male dominated industry it's it's I mean I know what it's like to go into work and deal with comments and deal with you know, being considered lesser than. I mean, it happens all the time. And even if it's not blatant, sometimes it's blatant. Sometimes it's the rude comments and the, the like, hints and the trying to joke around about, you know. I'm scrunching my face. (laughs) This is my disgusted, scrunchy face. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes it's just in the way that people assume that the women will do this for them or do that for them and go get them this. Fetch. It's just, yeah. Fetch. Already... Oh my, <laughs> my biggest issue. You know? And, like, the cinematographer's thing, like, I grew up with a mother who does a lot of photography and stuff, so, like, I look at that and I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, there's no way women like, aren't interested in this. Yeah. It's, there's no way. I know a lot of, my sister-in-law, like, my, yeah, sure, in my family it's still photography, but it's mm-hmm. the same thing. They know how to work their cameras. They know how to how to look at a shot and how to take a, a picture. A lot of that Absolutely. sort of stuff is the same idea, the same concepts. You but know? a photographer, you can get a fucking camera, go be a photographer. Exactly. A wedding photographer. You don't have to. People love having female or female-male combo wedding yep. photographers. But a woman trying to be a cinematographer, yep. you have to get in the you industry. You have to get in the industry, and, and the industry up. is men. And you're just not going to get up there because nope. no one's going to fucking take you seriously. Yep. They're going to hire a man before they hire you. Absolutely. Even that's if what you're going you're up against. Just even if qualified. you're just as qualified, even if you're better, sometimes that's the way oh, it yeah. is. They'll probably they'll just they're so used to it. They'll look at a man and be like, "Oh, well, this person has more potential." 
Maybe they don't even fucking realize it. He's stronger. He can lift the camera better. Well, no, just like... like that should probably be an in, excuse. In any male-dominated industry, they're going to say, oh, this person has more likely a chance of success because they know that men are more successful in yep. this career. That's not because men are better at it. It's because you're no. giving them a chance to be... Or because they have more interest in it. <laughs> we keep lapsing into these like upset silences. <laughs> Only you could see our faces. <sighs> okay, uh, we're talking about women in those top roles. Um, <laughs> the number of women in those top roles. We're talking about movies. Um, sorry, I don't know what exact movie. Top 250 films of 2012 is what this is. Number of women employed in those roles. Yep. 38% of them had zero to one women in, one of, in one of those roles. That's great. disturbing. Um, considering, when I say director, writer, producer, editor, cinematographer, there's more than one of each of those. Yeah, films. especially Definitely producers. Produ- yeah. yeah. So zero to one, 38% of the movies. 23% had two women in those positions. 28% three to five women, 10% six to nine women. Above 10, I'm assuming, does not exist. <laughs> I'm assuming. I know, because they was... just said to nine. They didn't even say, like, six plus. Yeah. Six to nine. In the top 250 films, I'm not surprised that nine is the cap. Yep. Dog Considering, like, we've been, I've been doing the tallies on the movies that I've watched, and there's usually anywhere from, like, I want 11, 13, up to, like, 20-something. Yep. So nine women, that's... That's, That's more than we've seen That's on any of the films I think we've looked at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, what else? Oh, you want to talk about Meryl Streep? Sure. Um, uh, conveniently for us, <laughs> um, this week it was just announced, like, Meryl Streep just um, funded and started this uh, project called the Writer's Lab, and um, it's seeking to kind of help uh, women over 40 specifically hers is partially Mm -hmm. an age thing um in the industry and i know that it's like they accept scripts and that sort of stuff and entries from women for like a month like from march to april or whatever and then uh the foundation chooses eight eight projects and they invite those women to come in and work on their projects and develop their screenplays and that sort of stuff and i looked a little bit into it and they're having like different women come in and like i guess kind of mentor Mm -hmm type of a thing and it's to kind of give women like a springboard to get their projects actually um made and mm-hmm. uh, I thought like that's really good Meryl Streep's always had a big thing with like age because she is an older woman who's wonderfully managed to continue being successful in in Hollywood which is so difficult well yeah she's one of like a handful a of handful women her age we, we, we can, named three we named <laughs> that, three women like over 60 yeah and um and so she's kind of putting her money where her mouth is and, and her influence. And uh, I think that's really great. I think it's awesome. It's going to so. put more women on screen and yep. more women over 40 on screen. Yeah. And just get them in the fucking industry. It's going to be really Again, good. it's all about, like, little step at a time. Like, every year we put more women in this industry and more women on screen. The next yep. year. The next I'm not even going to say generation because that's nope. really long in the, the terms next... of entertainment industry. Next year it's... of... Graduating students, better, people entering the workforce, they're going to say, oh, it's a little bit easier for me, and we're yeah. going to get slightly more and more women saying, That's the goal, right? That's what we're hoping for, so. so yeah, I, the, hearing stuff like that is awesome. And very conveniently timed for us. Thank you, Meryl. Yes, thank you, Meryl. 
So you knew we wanted to talk about this stuff, so you gave us that. Yes. Um, talk a little bit. We're talking about movies, obviously, in our podcast, but we also want to talk about TV. Um, in the yeah. sense of like women in the industry, it's very similar. It's the same industry in some ways. Yes. Um, well, especially these days, not. so many movie stars are making TV and vice versa. Yeah, that's sort of like there's a, few a lot years ago. more there's... of a back and forth than there used to be. Yeah. Um, TV isn't like looked down as as much no. for movie stars. Um, so, uh, TV, not, it's not faring any better than movies. Well, um, no. <laughs> so this it's is 2010-2011 season, primetime season. Mm-hmm. Only 15% of all writers were women. Yep. And that's actually down... Well, that's about what men think is uh, about even, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, then the year before, when it was 29%, they must have thought that was just too, too much, many. right? Dominated. So many women writing for Interesting, TV. How those were the stats. This is from 2011. I wonder if it's any better now. Yeah. Um, well, and that's why we were saying, like, Shonda Rhimes, like, is somebody yeah. who should be really lauded. I don't care if you like her shows or not. She's been able to put three massively successful shows on television on network tv gotten amazing you know ratings that sort of stuff Um, and she's the one i've been hearing talking about normalizing yeah uh good word um about normalizing women in workplaces and Mm -hmm. women on tv um different races and that sort of yeah racial um and also like sexuality lgbt Mm -hmm. friendly like she's putting that on tv yep so that it will be normal Yay. To see that, which so is what we I need. Her. This is what normalizing means, in case you were just throwing around weird words to you no, and you're not, not in the industry. Normalizing means basically making something seem normal, which is putting something in our face, in our media. So that we are used to seeing it and so that it's considered so, normal when we see it in the real world. Yeah, so in a good way, it's stuff like putting women and people of color and LGBT on screen in a bad way, it's normalizing it's like rape, rape and violence. violence and all that stuff. <laughs> and like we said, women not enjoying sex. Yeah. So there's that shit. Yeah, it's used either um, way. But yeah, normalizing. Um, we usually say desensitizing about the bad stuff, right? Yeah. So we're trying to normalize the good stuff. We're already desensitized to bad stuff. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this also says, uh, we all know 51% of the world's population are women. Uh, only 41% of all on-screen characters were women. Yeah, which makes it sound like it's better than film, but as you say, that doesn't mention if that's speaking roles or what that is. Yeah. So, I was reading one of the other things in uh, the one of the articles that you had sent me was talking about women in the workplace on TV and yes, how, the characters in the yeah, like yeah. only 25% of all characters in fictional workplaces are women. And, like, the amount of of women in fictional roles of, like, CEO and that sort of stuff is, like, really low. Yeah. And that's another opportunity that we have to, like, normalize. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a big problem in our society of women hitting the glass ceiling and that sort of thing. That, like, it's, it's not that hard to make, like, more women at an office. Like, come on now. Like, that's just laziness. Yeah, it's just a general, <laughs> like, again, that perception thing of, like, oh, we've got enough women in here. Yeah. No, you so. don't. I thought that, that and was interesting. And because we're trying to change the fucking world, don't just accurately represent the world. Be like, oh, well, this is what the world is. Fuck that. This You're is making what the world fiction. Could be. You can make it whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So why don't you, like, step it up a little bit, and then the actual real world will be dragged behind you. Yep. Kicking and screaming, <laughs> probably, but... 
The men. Yeah. Poor, poor little men. So many women. Thirty <laughs> percent women. Oh my gosh! I don't know what to do. Uh, all right. So we're talking about women in film and how many are in those positions. So, you know, we started doing the female crew tally, directors, writers, producers, yeah, we started that last editors, week. cinematographers, blah, blah, Um, Yeah, so we're going to start doing that. So I thought it would be interesting to go through movies that we've actually watched. Yep. We just did with the Bechdel test, we told you, um, and see what the crew tally for movies that we're actually watching, just in general, get a bigger, broader spectrum. Um so, like I said, I watched like 22 movies this year. Um, so I have my two best and my two worst, um, which I think are interesting. Uh, the very best, um, as far as ratio um, percentage, uh, was Life Partners, 18 out of 17. Uh, That's and it, of eight, course, eight out of 17. Eight, 18 out of 17. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Wow. <laughs> best movie ever. Oh, my God. Eight out of seventeen, which yes. is not surprising. It's a it's a movie about two female characters. Uh, it's about lesbians. So but as we see, that, that doesn't necessarily mean yeah anything. At least it was comforting. At least I'm like, here's a movie about women. It's nice to know it's women made by women. women. I mean, it's eight out of seventeen. I know. It's still not. That's not even half. That's not even half. But we consider and that that's very the best. good. Yeah. That's the best we got. Yep. And I, like I said, I like to think I'm watching a lot of female-led movies. Yep. And the best I got is 8 out of 17. Uh, close second place, The Pirate Fairy, one of the Tinkerbell movies. Yay. Because I love them. Passed the Bechdel test. There were, like, no guys in that movie for them to talk about. It was all about the ladies, talking about the ladies. And 6 out of 13. <laughs> Woohoo! Almost half. Yeah. You can't split a person in half, <laughs> so I guess half-ish. Yeah, um, I should say, I think for that movie and another animated movie I'm going to mention, I didn't include uh, cinematographers because it's animated. There wasn't just one or two cinematographers. Yeah. It was all, like, a million bunch of yeah, animators. Yeah, because it's the animators. So that 13 was just director, writers, editors, producers, producers, editors. Good to know. So, yeah, that's a, a little bit different. But it was animated. It's not as cut and clear. Um, Your worst... My worst, um, <laughs> the worst by far, not surprising because it's an old movie, 1968, is Barbarella, Woo-hoo. which we watched. We it's watched. gonna be our next episode. Yep, Barbarella and bad movies. Um, <laughs> uh, definitely failed the Bechdel test. Uh, there's only one. There's really one. I guess two, two technically, female. but no, it failed. It failed miserably. <laughs> um, one out of thirteen. Talk about sexualizing wow. the screen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't want to, like, say One we forgive it because it's an old movie. No. But, um, we, we're not surprised. We Yeah. I'd say, like, our expectations are, are tempered because we understand, like, the time period. That doesn't mean I forgive it. <laughs> no. It's, we're seeing improvement, at least, Yes. can see. <laughs> at least, yeah. Well, so, yeah, um, you say that until I get to mine, then it's going to uh, be yeah. pretty dismal. Okay, well, that one is almost like, well, duh, that's the worst. So my second worst is a newer movie. Also another, animated. Another animated movie, The Lego Movie, which I loved. It was so much fun. It was so awesome. Failed the Bechdel test. Four out of 29 for the yeah, crew. That's pretty bad. That was really bad. <laughs> Chicks like Lego, too. Like, I know. come on. I, after watching the movie, and I guess because we were talking about these kind of Bechdel tests and stuff, I thought about this movie, and I was like... Oh my god, there's like two 
female speaking characters in the entire movie. And I, I guess they talk to each other because they're all in, like, the same crew doing stuff. But I don't think they talk about anything other than men because every other fucking character of any importance is male. So yeah. if they're talking about anything, they're talking about them. And that movie was a very obvious, like, the hero's journey, which if you don't know, look it up. It's a classic thing. Every yeah. Basically, every story is a hero's journey. Pretty the hero much. goes on a journey. has So the hero is a male. His old, wise helper is male. His sidekick is female. One of his help, he has a group of helpers. His main helper is female. Yep. The rest are male, except Unikitty. So two female in his helpers group. Um, the bad guy is male. Basically, everyone they encounter is male. The live action part of the movie um, with the boy and his father. Yep, it could have been a daughter and her father, or mother and son. Like, it could yeah, have been, but no, it was a nope. boy and his father making Legos together. And I was like, hold up, this movie was super fun. It would not have been less fun if, if half the characters would have been female. female. Or if the little it was a little girl playing with her dad's Lego. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty disheartening <laughs> when you see stuff like that. Yeah, because it's so good. Yeah. And I just kind of think, we're so, like I said, this perception, I'm so used to it. I didn't notice until I really thought about it that there were only two females in that movie. Because I just fucking expect it to be all male. I was like, None of those characters had to be male. Absolutely not. Yeah. Also, <laughs> the Lego movie. Okay, they're all Legos. They're Lego shaped, which is not very human shaped. You know what Legos are shaped like. You yeah. know what humans are shaped like. The f- main female character, Wild Style, whatever her name is, her like clothing drawn on her Lego shaped body. It was still Lego shaped, but it was drawn in like a little tiny hourglass waist. Yep. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? The males get to be Lego shaped, but the women, women still, still have, have to, be to be implied that they have womanly curves. Yep. Fuck you. Somewhere you don't want to be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think about that. Drawing fucking hourglass shape on a Lego body so that you know she's female. Fuck you. <laughs> Not great. Mine did not fare any better. I'm just going to do the same. It's the same five I did for the Bechdel test. Um, I didn't... I So, I didn't go through all my movies. I just picked these five. So, again, it's Interstellar, Birdman, Imitation Game, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Grand Budapest Hotel. Some of which you will know are, like, were, like, the big, huge winners of all of the mm-hmm. awards and stuff. And Captain America was, like, massive and everyone saw it, I assume. Yeah, big movie, it. and then, like, kind of award-winning, talked about movies. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I heard a lot about Birdman. Yeah. I didn't see it yet. Mm. Yeah. Is it good? Um, Here it's, like, crazy and, like, it's, awesome. It's crazy and awesome, and I enjoyed the movie, but if you look at it from a feminist perspective, it's really bad. Mm. So, I mean, it's one of those movies where, like, you watch it, and I'm like, I enjoyed that. I hate that I enjoyed that so much. Um, well, take what we can get <laughs> is what the message is. Yeah. So, in terms of the crew, I did obviously the same crew that we regularly do for our female crew tally. So, on um, Interstellar, two of 12. Boo. And they were both producers. Mm. Birdman, three of 21. Yikes. They were producers. <laughs> Captain America, one of 19. Oh, oof. Really? One of... Oh, my God. Producer. That's, that's worse than Barbarella. <laughs> yeah, she was a producer. <laughs> Grand Budapest Hotel, three of 18. Producers and uh, imitation yeah. game. Oh, an imitation game. Sorry, I missed that. One, one of ten, and it was a, a producer. 
all producers. Wow. Those were the only positions filled by women, which goes back to when we were talking about, like, 25% for the producers mm-hmm. was, like, the most, and that's it for those five major films, producers. I think it was, like, one, two, and three out of all these numbers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. That just leads into what we're going to talk that's about. That's pretty horrible. You said these were, a lot of these were, like, award-winning, talked-about movies. Yep. We're going to talk about uh, awards and female filmmakers with awards. So all these movies, with all the men making them, are the award-winning movies. Well, yeah, I mean, Birdman got Best Director, Grand Budapest Hotel won a bunch of stuff, Birdman won a bunch of stuff. It's, yeah. Uh, Where's the thing I want to talk about? (laughs) This one? Yes. Yes. Um... So I'm looking through my in- <laughs> infographic. We have the numbers in front of us. We're not just making this shit up. <laughs> uh, all right, so women uh, in the awards, the biggest award, Academy Awards, the Oscars. <sighs> Some dismal, dismal It's not numbers. good. This is why we don't care if they Oscars so say it's good. Oscars enough. have been around, what did we say, 2013 was the 85th, yeah. so we're up to, we just said the 87? Yeah. Okay. So, it took 81 years before a woman won Best Director. Yep. That was Catherine Bigelow. 2010, The Hurt Locker. Yep. Which I'm sure you heard about because it was so fucking rare yep. that a woman won Best Director. And um, if you're thinking, well, you know, just won one uh, the award, what about the nominations? Four! Four women have been nominated for Best Director. Yeah, and the in eighty-seven years. Yeah, the and like the first wasn't nominated until nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, that was the first time a woman was ever even nominated, and I mean a lot of that had to do with the fact that women weren't able to make films before that. But yeah, one one woman, one female has won Best Director. I find that yeah. It's. I don't know. It's we should have looked up the other big positions of like screenplay and stuff, but it's not a lot. It's not going to be much better. No. Um, it's going to go along with a lot of the numbers we've already seen. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to throw out another very low number. <laughs> out of the top 100 grossing films of all time, grossing means making the money. Uh, two were directed by women. Yep. So, just sit with that. For just me. sit with that. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, two percent of women are making money I know making movies. We're kind of just saying the same thing over and over, but we, it's so important. We're saying to understand the same thing over and over because we're actually saying different, different things, things that are all in agreement. That are all because we're talking about different areas of making movies and being on film awards and all this stuff. They're all showing the same pathetic low numbers. It's yeah. just. So it sounds repetitive because they're all just like, yeah, we get it. Women aren't enough. It's like, no, you really need to understand every single every, part every of the industry part of the is industry. lacking female. Yeah, every single section of the industry. It's it's heartbreaking. It really is. Especially for cinephiles like us. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to be like crazy cinephiles like no. us. Like, everyone goes and watches movies. And everyone wants to feel represented media. in in media. Exactly. Like I said, our culture influences our media, but our media really influences our culture. Hugely. So what we see on the screen is what we accept as normal, like we're saying. So, you know, women in only certain 
types of jobs or types of characters is influencing how women think about themselves and, and them in the world. And um, people of color are greatly underrepresented. Oh, hugely, yeah. You can't even like We're turn on the TV like everyone on their TV is white. <laughs> yeah, or LGBT or any of these yep. kind of minorities. We're not fucking minorities. We're half the population, but other, like we're treated as a fucking minority. We are, yeah, for sure. <sighs> okay, awards. Let's see. Here's some more things about 2013. Academy oh, I lied. 1976. Yeah. Um. So just in this one year, as an example, at the Academy Awards, 140 men were nominated. 35 women were nominated. That, and that yeah. was in 2013. That was, you know, not not, that not long ago, I guys. I think it's changed much. No. And in that year, no females were nominated for directing, cinematography, film editing, writing original screenplay, or music original score. We're not even being fucking nominated. nominated in we're not major being acknowledged categories. at all. Yeah. We're sh- we can't even get our movies made because even women won't let women yeah. make movies. Yeah, we can't win the awards because we're not, we're not even able to to, we're not to selling, write our stories yeah. and make our movies. And we're not selling our movies because the studios look at that and say, no one watches female movies, so yep. I'm not going to put my money into this. And then we're not getting recognized for our work because they won't even fucking look at our movies because mm-hmm. they're not even fucking released. Yep. Systematic oppression yep um and like I just said I've said this throughout the thing that we're half of moviegoers but uh 77% of the Oscar voters are male yeah and that's because the Oscar voters get taken out of people in the industry and women mm-hmm. are so under represented in the industry that we don't it's again systematic like it, it all feeds into each other exactly we're not being allowed to get in the industry, so we're not in the industry, so we're not awarding ourselves in the, in the industry. industry. Yeah. At any level, they could take that and say, like, something like this, like, Oscar voters. You have a choice of saying, like, who's an Oscar voter. Yeah. We're, it's, we're talking about jobs in films, and it's who's best for the job. But in something like this, you can enforce equality and say 50% men and female. You can do the same with race and stuff like that. Yeah. And get a accurate representation of people in the world Yes. For as opposed to rich white men. Yeah, as opposed to the you know top people in the industry of any in the world, rich white men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's something about age yeah. here. Ah, that was age. Um. Yeah, the average age of best actress versus best actor. Uh, average age for women was 36. Average age for men was 44. Again, under 40. Again, yeah, 30s is our top. That's as far as we get to That's go. That's as far as we go, man. Men start in their 40s, and we just think they're lovely and handsome, and they get to be action stars into their 50s, and, yep. you know, good for them. We get to play the sweet grandmother who has two lines. Oh, or it's just, as I was saying, I caught some of a James Bond movie on TV at my parents' house, and I was like, oh, there's one woman. She's just helping out James. <laughs> oh, yep. there's another woman. She's his fucking secretary or something. Yep. like her. Oh, and he's screwing that one. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about awards in that vein area. We're going to talk about something but a little positive. Slightly for positive. For a second something before we trying bring you to back down to reality. Uh, helping out in the chain. So we're talking about awards. Sundance gives awards, but they also do a lot of workshops and labs mm-hmm. and help 
people get their distributors and make movies. Um, so their percentages and statistics uh, differ greatly from the general film industry. Um, yes. For example, Sundance Narrative Competition Directors, 50% men, 50% women. Yay, Sundance! Yay! <laughs> the only stat I've seen that I like. Yeah, that's what day. I want to fucking see. 50-50. <laughs> Perfect. I like that. Yeah. Yes. That's great of Sundance. However. However, directors of top 100 grossing films, this is for 2013, um, the yeah top grossing films is a 48.1% drop from the percentage of female directors in Sundance competition films. Yep. Descendants is accepting female films and encouraging female films, but they're still not making it out in the real world. This is, again, they're not getting the financing, they're not getting distribution. So you can't even use the argument that women aren't making movies and that women don't want to tell their stories and mm -hmm. that women aren't doing that. Clearly, they are. On the festival circuit, maybe you can see them, but as soon as it gets out to real world and distribution and... and as soon as it's the, about money. The, as soon as it's about money... What makes money? Male movies. Well, that's because that's all you're fucking making. All you're making. Exactly. So. Um, another great thing, like I said, Sundance does labs or workshops where you actually get to work on your movie with other people and get support and financial support. Yep. Uh, this year, 2013, they had 432 content creators, 42.6% female. Pretty good. Pretty good. A lot better than everything else we've seen. Yeah. I'll take it. So, high five to Sundance. Yeah. For trying at least to support women, women in, film. in film we see that and we appreciate it Sundance I just wish I saw it on the marquee at the theater yeah hopefully someday soon right that's what when we're I get in towards. there making my movies yeah man all ladies all the time <laughs> <laughs> alright that's about it for statistics I hope you guys stuff. stuck with us I we know it's it was a long podcast. Thank you for making it this far. Um, we didn't think we were probably going to talk quite this long about everything. Oh, but, I knew it would be pretty long. Um, it was just, it's really important and we think that you guys need to really it is have really a grasp important. of how systematic and how um, large the problem is in the, the first, industry. The first step to fixing this problem is, understand is awareness. Is awareness. Because like course. I said, this whole perception thing, you're awareness probably... Awareness and education. Don't even, you're not even aware of how few women are in the movies nope. that you love. Or that they're all being represented as sexual objects and all this kind of stuff. You probably didn't even realize how little you see a female orgasm on screen. Because yep. you just don't. You just don't see it. So it's not even a thing you Especially think Especially if you're under 18. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's just something we wanted to share so that you could start thinking about it and start talking applying about it, it, talking about it with people. Yep. Um, and see, even if you're not in the industry, you're obviously a movie watcher. Yep. So you can be aware of these statistics on screen and off screen of, and maybe like choose your movies and choose to support movies, movies with females. With because it's important. And I'm not just saying this to the ladies to support ladies. No. Oh, men, like I said, We're feminism, to you guys. <laughs> feminism is for men, too. So Of course. Um, like I said, the world is 51% female. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Approximately half female. We should be seeing that represented on screen. And if and we're not, in general, if we're not um, encouraging or allowing 50% of our population to do as much as they can, 
we're, like think we're just not allowing people to like be productive members of society and yep. um, men you need to women this whole specific like women make things for women and men make things for anyone that's ridiculous it's ridiculous <laughs> so men you need to support women doing their thing because it's for every it's for the benefit it's, of everyone yeah not just in the it's film industry. It's media for everybody. It's not just media for women. And it's only going to help society and the portrayal of women and men um, if that we can normalize everything and see everything equal and men can see that women are fucking people. Agreed. And that women <laughs> can see men who are supporting women. Yes. And then, you know, men won't complain about how, you know, hashtag not all men bullshit. Like... Yeah. Well, you know, like that's how you're being represented in society. So you should be just, just as bad. You should be just as angry. Gender stereotypes as we are. Yep. <sighs> okay. You good? I'll just end this with a sigh. Do you think <laughs> we think we went through everything? We went through a lot we of stuff. Everything. I think I hope everyone mm-hmm. kind of those numbers get in your head and that you go check out all our sources and learn more. Yep. And um, if you are in the industry learn about um, workshops and all that kind of stuff that you can get into that support female. And if you are that woman who rejected female produced movie just because they're female, I hope you get some help. <laughs> some, <laughs> some really... I hope you get, like, I hope you deal lesson. with your... I want to, like, hate her for doing that, but it's like, no, what? This poor woman doesn't know. She just doesn't know. <laughs> I know. I can't even hate her. I hate the system. I oh, just yeah, she didn't come up with that on her own. No. She's not like hating herself. Patriarchy like, that kind of got that idea into her head. Damn you, patriarchy! <laughs> Done it again. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to discuss this more with us, mm-hmm. you can email us. In the movies podcast. <laughs> I always forget it. In <laughs> it's the, movie. the name of the podcast. It's I can't remember. In the Sorry. movies podcast at gmail.com. Please write us. Write yeah. us to tell us what tell you us. think of this subject and how you think that maybe we could change yeah, the and, movie um, industry, your ideas. Maybe do what we did and look over the movies that you've seen recently. Do the Bechdel test or the female crew tally. Yeah, let us tell know. Us. Let us know that stuff. Yeah, we want to see what great. you found, what kind of movies you guys are watching. Yeah. Like I said... Uh, link in the description to the blog post. Uh, well, I'll probably write more about this episode. And yeah, I imagine this one will. <laughs> uh, yeah, though in general, uh, there yeah. will be a blog post uh, for, for me each for one. each podcast posted there um, with links to stuff we talk about. This one has a lot of links. Yep. Um, infographics are fun and easy to read and get the message through. There's also some articles and even some videos of people talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. We just want to inform you. <laughs> we do. All right. Is that it? Yep. Next podcast will be Barbarella. Will be Barbarella. We totally opposite end of the spectrum in every possible uh, way. So, but still amazing. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe a little bit. Um, less we'll talk again about so. uh, female sexuality. On Definitely, screen, sure. yeah, it's pretty big. Uh, yeah. And we're also talking about movies that are so bad they're good. Movies that, uh, like Barbarella. Some of our favorites, yeah. yeah. So you have that to look forward to. Yep. All right, so we're done for this week, finally. Yes. Thank we'll you for listening to this whole thing. I think I hope you share it with people. It's, um, it's really important. Share. Share yeah. it. Of all the podcasts, this is the one I'm going to yeah. be like, of all the telling podcasts, everyone I know, please listen to this, even if you're not a crazy movie fanatic. One. This is important. I want you to know, you watch movies and TV, you should know about you this stuff. You should know. Yeah. I agreed. 
you don't know, we can't make a change, so. Be the change you want to see in the world. Be the change. <laughs> I just quoted Gandhi at you. Be the change, be the change you want to see in the film industry. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.